Welcome into the Sport Coded Show, episode 76, back from a couple week hiatus, and we're, we're going straight into a, a bit of a tangent podcast, really, talking about NBA what-ifs, so some big, big moves that could have happened in the past, which never did, and obviously the NBA ended up being what it is now, so let's go back and uh, vis- revisit some history and see what might have happened if if some moves were made back in the day. Twain is on. How are you, man? Surviving the lockdown? Yeah, good, bro. Good. Um, yeah, surviving lockdown. Um, but yeah, doing well. Getting through. Hayden yeah. is back on as norm. How are you, bro? Yeah, yeah, good. Bit, bit heartbroken because Corey Webster doesn't want to be my friend anymore. <laughs> uh, sad crying emoji. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really upset. <laughs> feel the pain. I'm heartbroken. Did the, are you still friends with the family though? That's that's important to know. Friends, <laughs> yeah. Well, his his brother hasn't blocked me yet, so that's cool. Oh, did you actually get the block too? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. no. He just, yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't like what I had to say. So. Hey, so fun and games on Twitter. It's the wild west out there. It is, it is. Um, yeah, obviously level two for us up here up north. Um, we're back into it. Yeah, a bit of time off for us, boys. We haven't had a podcast in a couple of weeks, so mm. I think that's the longest break we've had all year. So we've done pretty well up until now. But um, it's a bit of a quiet time in the NBA anyway, so... Didn't really matter, but let's chat a little bit of NFL first. Twain, we'll go to you, bro. How, how, how what are you feeling about your Eagles so far? Um, all right. Um, I still think what I said on the fantasy pod that I think they're good enough to win the East. Still, um, I I watched Washington and the Giants last Friday, and they're shit horrible. Um. They're rubbish. I don't understand why Washington got the love they did over the offseason. Like their defense is atrocious apart from the you know, the front seven. They can't cover anybody. No and if those guys are not getting to the quarterback and yeah, but you know, if you make Daniel Jones look good, you're not <laughs> fucking good on defense, you know what I mean? Um Cowboys, yeah, I think probably they're probably at the moment the better of the two of the division. Um, had a really good win yesterday against the Chargers. Um, went really close, but that was more, t- to me, that was more Chargers doing Chargers shit again, like just fucking it up in the fourth quarter like they always do. Um, and then never change. Even yeah. With the coaching change. Yeah, still the same, Chargering Chargers. Um, and then my team, you know, had a really nice win against Atlanta first week, and then second week, you know, lost their starting offensive lineman who was an all-pro and then lost their defensive end, Brandon Graham, early, and then just didn't look comfortable. Uh, we were in that game for pretty much the whole time. It was a real close defensive battle, but just couldn't execute on offense against San Francisco. I wasn't too disappointed yesterday, um, given I think the 49ers are going to be pretty decent. So, yeah, I'm pretty optimistic on my squad. I think, you know, we, we're in the mix there, and I think it's still going to be us or the Cowboys and We'll see on uh, next next Monday night. I think they play each other on Monday night football. So we'll see who cool. gets the upper hand. So big one. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about Jalen Hurts so far? Good, good. Um, I'm all in. 
Um, I, I think, yeah, he's got some rough points. Um, obviously, he can't some passes he's still a bit iffy on, but like the running game is, you know, fucking dominant. Um, I just, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty much all in on him. He hasn't turned the ball over yet, which is which is pretty good. Um, so that was a big thing with him last year. His turnovers mm. were pretty bad, so he hasn't turned it over yet. Um, just needs to fix up his, I think, timing with some of the other receivers. Um, and some of those receivers are young too, so they're still getting used to it. But from what I've seen from him, especially week one, he was, he was really good. Um, I, as long as that offensive line keeps him up straight, I think he'll, he'll be all right. Um, not thinking MVP or anything, but he'll definitely be solid enough to get them to 9-10 once. Yeah, that should easily win your division. Mm-hmm. Roger, if the Cowboys sort out their shit on defense, they're going to be there. Their offenses look great so far, and Zeke hasn't really... Mm, and gone off. <laughs> yeah. Um, defensively, they've lost, I think, three out of their four main starters already for a long period of time. Um, especially uh, Demarcus Lawrence being their biggest loss. So, yeah, def- their defense is still rubbish. So um, I'm kind of hoping that that continues for them. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I never like to see the Cowboys win many games. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I said that a few times last podcast. Um, Aiden, uh, Bucks 2-0. and Hell's yeah. Brady just... Fucking just doing things, man, at 44, just... Yeah, ageless one. Yeah. What, what yeah. do you like so far? Uh, I mean, yeah, because I said before the season that, um, the you know, it was the defense that was going to win us games, not Brady, because he wasn't impressive in the playoffs. And I've been so completely wrong. Um, you know, what, Brady had nine nine touchdowns in the first two games or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and the defense is... Nowhere to be found. Uh, we did lose uh, Bunting. I'm blanking on his name. Sean, Sean Murphy Bunting. Yeah, that's him. We lost him for a, for a while. Uh, I saw Bruce Arian said that they've been in touch with uh, Richard Sherman. So that's kind of interesting. Mm, that's, I, I like that one because um, mm. he played really well. Oh, not really well, but he was still starting level capable last year. Yeah. And he, and he, he can bring that attitude. And that and you know imparting wisdom mm. you know, his his mind will still be sharp enough on the game even if his body doesn't quite allow him to do the things that he used to be able to do anymore mm. so, yeah no I don't, I don't mind it i don't mind it but i mean man as long as brady keeps throwing five touchdowns a game i'm happy yeah yeah gronk is just laughing away just yeah 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 uh speaking of gronk i saw a funny he did a he did a tv interview I think it was today. I saw the video today anyway. And um, he was talking about his last season in New England. And he said that he was actually traded to Detroit. And then he's like, oh, no, you can't trade me. I'm retiring. So he, he, he wasn't, he was thinking, contemplating not retiring. And then he found out they were trading him to Detroit. So he just retired. <laughs> Good way not to go to the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're, they're scary, eh? Like, if you like, you just break down their base offense. Like when they go four five wide, it's mm. like, what do you do? Like, do you double Mike Evans? No. Do you double Antonio Brown? No. Can you okay. double Chris Godwin? No. Can you double Gronk? No. So you know you're fucked if you're on defense. Like you have yeah. no idea. And then hey, up we got, front, um... running backs like. Like, I'm not saying they, you know, will be this, but I do like Ronald Jones and Fournette as a duo. Like, they're really mm. good as a mm. duo, you know? So, like, 
offensively, fuck, they are so good. And it's just like you said, though, the defense has been a bit surprisingly bad, but I think the front seven's been good. It's just the back end, like your safeties yeah. and your yeah, corners yeah, yeah, yeah. that have been a bit um, bad. Like Vida Vea up front, like I was watching the game yesterday and he was just manhandling dudes, man. It was like, no one can guard that guy one on one. That's why the Bucks were so good in the playoffs, too, was their front seven, man. Like, yeah. yeah. Especially that Super Bowl when they just were on Mahomes, it seemed like yeah. every play. Pressuring mm. every play. Yeah. Mm. Even though Mahomes was so good and he could just, you know, the throws he was doing under pressure was just crazy. But yeah, they, their front seven is just was dominant. So as long as they have that right, like the secondary can just, yeah, just tag along, I think. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, as long as they don't give up too much, like yeah, Brady will just keep them in games. Mm. Just insane, man, for forty-four. It's just crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Uh, wasn't oh, my Steelers? You know, I hate don't like losing to Derek Carr for one. It was probably one of the best games I've actually seen Derek Carr play, to be honest, against us. Because mm. our defense was pretty good too, and and he just he just hit some throws in that mm. game. So I wasn't too disappointed. Like, I think, you know, Derek Kyer playing like one of his best games and any good game against the Ravens too in the first weekend. So, you know, I'm not, Roethlisberger's been okay. But, yeah, we def, it's time for him to move on to retire. And this is what we talked about before the season started. Najee Harris had, a, had was decent, had a nice touchdown. Um, yeah, so I think we're wrapped where we're at. I'm not... Too up or down on on my team yet, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Tough division. They Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens versus the Chiefs was a cool game yesterday. That game was that game was fucking insane, man. Like I think it got to thirty one fourteen or whatever it was, and I was like, oh, Chiefs are gonna run away with this. But Lamar, man, just he just you know wouldn't let them wouldn't let them go down, and then that last drive, you know. And instead of giving the ball back to the Chiefs, you know, him and Harbour were like, nah, fuck it, let's go for fourth down in our own territory. If they don't get that, that's a field goal game over. Yeah. Big balls to pull that off and, you know, actually get the play. But, yeah, no, nah, that was a fucking awesome game. Like, just to see those guys, you know, both of those, those two are going to be like our the next version of Brady and Manning for the younger generation. So seeing them go head-to-head like that, it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it's really cool, way and, and mm. totally different quarterbacks, too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really cool. Man, if the Ravens are healthy, eh, and that they get some more talent in there, I think, mm. damn, they're going to be good, really, right. real good. Like, yeah. you think about the receivers and stuff, like, even Mark Andrews hasn't really made much of an impact. Mm. You know? um, Holly, Hollywood's been really good to start yeah. the season. He had 100 yards yesterday and a touchdown. Um, he's starting to, you know, live up to that potential that he had a couple seasons ago. Um, but yeah, the, uh, just a bit, still a bit concerned about their running back situation. It just seems like it's, you know, one person one week and then another person another week. It's, it just seems like it's a revolving door. They haven't got a settled starter there and their their biggest strength is their running game. So they need someone that can complement Lamar out mm. in the backfield as well. So they can't be just rotating, you know, guys here, then everywhere. It would be, Interesting to see if this Tyson Williams can establish himself as a starter, or does guys like Le'Veon Bell or you know Devonta Freeman sort of you know come and take the take the handle a bit as well? Yeah, if Bell can get up to you know up to form, but a bit of match mm. shape, 
Like mm. he'd be he'd be the perfect type of running back, I think, for that Ravens offense. Especially in the passing game too. He yeah, can, you know, exactly. put screens and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm kinda hoping that's the case because uh, you know, decent levy on Bell and a Ravens offense will be fucking insane. Agreed. Yeah. Uh do we want to talk fantasy here or nah? <laughs> <laughs> you two can, I'll just mute. <laughs> nah, yeah. fuck um uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, fuck, why not? Yo, we'll start. I had a tin ass win over you in week one. Real tin ass win. Oh, shit, man. That's so garbage. I, usually in fantasy, if you score 130, 125-130-plus, <laughs> Two guys left. I've got like a thirty-five point lead on. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm good. Fucking Aaron Jones scores four touchdowns of all times, like of all games. Like, fuck me. It's, fuck fantasy, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Aiden, you had a win over me this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the 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 crazy thing was, I left so much points on the bench. I had I had Devin's. Singletary, yeah, Cortland Sutton, and uh, Henry Ruggs all on the bench. So that's like 48 points. Yeah, <sighs> I started and I left uh, McLaurin on the bench and, and yeah, yeah, got yeah. like 16 or something. I was like, yeah. ah, damn, this is how it's going to go. But yeah, you ended up worse. So it wasn't. I think, I, I think last week I left like 30, 40 something points on the bench too. Like, fucking started. You know what? Fuck, I'm never starting Saquon Barkley ever again. Fuck it. Or anyone, or, or any three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have a massive game next week. Yeah, I bet you he will. The prick. Um, anyone on the Giants, like fucking Kenny Galladay, like bro, what are you doing? Like at least catch one pass. Like, oh fuck man. Or now the De- um Deontay Johnson, my number one receiver, he's probably gonna be out a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Um, but honestly, God, just... I just yeah. If honestly, if I don't. Get near the playoffs this year. I think this might be the uh, might I might have a rest this year from the, <laughs> the sport codex league and come back the following year. Too much talent in that league. Man. Oh. Too much talent. Um, drop all my players for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you picked up uh, what uh, Elijah Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, he ran, runs for 120 yeah. and a touchdown last week, and then he gets injured this week. So yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it seems like the inconsistency between weeks already this season has been really, really <sighs> all day, like right across. Like, like 10 years ago, it seemed like there were just solid guys that would always get like mm. you know, 80 yards like for a receiver, a touchdown every second mm. game sort of thing. But mm. it seems like these days, unless you've got the cream of the crop, I mean, you mm. even have Kelsey too, and yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's still up and down. It's so it's so strange these days. I think I think too. I think that's a good point you bring up. But I think what's changed the last couple of years is the emergence of most teams now just playing their rookies. Like back in the ni- mm. late nineties, early two thousands, guys wouldn't play if, even if you were a first rounder. Like you wouldn't play unless you were like fucking. You know, being off with yeah, the man. You wouldn't play at all. You know what I mean? Like, Ryan. but now, 
yeah, yeah, Ryan Lee, <laughs> Peyton Manning, <laughs> Peyton Manning type. You know, you wouldn't play. But nowadays, it feels like that. Even if you're like a second, third, fourth, fifth round pick, you're gonna get touches and reps, and I think that's taking away from, you know, your number one, your number two guys that are usually getting those touches as well. But yeah, it's weird, man. But on the side note, the rookies this year, especially wide receivers, they've been going really well. Like Jamar Chase, who was on my bench last week and this week, could have used his points. Um, Devonta Kevin, Smith, Jalen Waddle, yeah, yeah, like all those guys have come in and really started producing. So I think the rookie. The rookies have been performing really well this year. Maybe it's just the thing in professional sports now. I mean, look, look at the NBA too. Like the rookies that come into it are just so prepared these days. Mm. Maybe something to do like that. I don't know. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, let's put a bit of NFL chat. Let's get into the main, the main topic tonight. NBA what ifs. Now we've got. Three main ones that we're going to get into, and we might go off on a few tangents here along the way and might bring up some other what-ifs too. But the three big ones that we really wanted to talk about were Tim Duncan signing with the Orlando Magic in the year 2000 in free agency. We also have Charles Barkley going to the Trailblazers back, back in the early 90s, and we also have Kobe Bryant going to Detroit. Um, when he wanted to get out of the Lakers. Now, Kobe also was going to go to the Clippers, but we thought the Detroit thing might be a bit more interesting rather than going to the Clippers. So, but we they might come up both maybe. But yeah, Kobe to Detroit, both when the Lakers and, was, and the Pistons were. There was also a Kobe to Dallas thing for a little while too. Mm, yeah, I remember that uh, one. Him and, uh, him Mark and Cuban tried tried trading for him when Kobe asked out. Mm. It's, all, it's always a Dallas pick. trade rumor, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, he tried signing Shaq at some point as well. DeAndre Jordan, twice. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with the Tim Duncan to Orlando. I think this is, for me, one of the biggest NBA what-ifs. Just for that. And we can sort of talk about the injury things too, with Grant Hill and T-Mac especially rather than Tim Duncan, which he, he did have his injuries, but obviously the Grant Hill one is one of the biggest what-if injury-wise. But, yeah, Tim Duncan signing in as a free agent in the two th- in 2000. So it comes up to the off-season. Orlando have basically tanked the shit out of it um, the year before. They've got all this money going into the... Uh, 2000-2001 season and Tim Duncan goes to Orlando, there's a young coach by the name of Doc Rivers there mm. now he's he's got a bit to blame on why Timmy Duncan didn't actually end up going there one was the, the um, family and friends can't can't go on the, on the team's flight so there was one of the big reasons why they think Timmy D didn't actually sign with Orlando and then he got back and Pop just got the deal done and got Timmy Timmy D back. And obviously the Spurs go on to be one of well the most winningless franchise in the NBA of the last twenty five years. Mm. So let's just start with Tim Duncan going to Orlando and Grant Hill T Mac there also being healthy. And then maybe we can talk about what happened to the Spurs if Tim Duncan actually left. After, but yeah, Aiden, let's let's start 
with Tim Duncan actually going, right, I'm going to sign with you guys. Sign me up. T-Mac, Grant Hill. How does that roster look? How, how does the dynamic work between those three superstars? And um, then we can sort of talk about how that how they'd go. Uh, I think it would actually work pretty well because the, the play styles of the three are pretty... Um, Complimentary? Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're trying to think of. Like Grant Hill was, you know, quite happy to to facilitate things. Uh, very good playmaker. McGrady's your pure scorer, and Timmy D's your your down low threat. Now, I don't think Duncan's also not the type of player to to have an ego. There's no there's no history of him over his entire career of um, having beef with with uh, teammates, except maybe one who you know, had sex with his wife, which is understandable. But <laughs> yeah, a certain certain uh, guy who's currently on a podcast with Matt Barnes. But um, yeah, I, I think the dynamic would have worked because uh, even Grant Hill wasn't very egotistical from, from my memory. I mm. think he was a pretty um, humble sort of star player. Yeah, uh, T Mac had had his issues, but like you know, the other two would sort of I would assume let him do his thing, keep mm. him happy, and then like yeah, between the three of them, I think it actually could have worked really well. Now the support crew around them wasn't the best, but does that even matter? Like you'd be getting prime Grant Hill, um, you know, coming into his prime T Mac, and then yeah. Coming when into his prime, Tim Duncan for the, when wasn't Tim Duncan in his prime? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So that season, uh, Tim Duncan added uh, averaged uh, twenty two and twelve. Um, this is MVP Duncan we're talking to. Eh? This yeah. is not third yeah. option Tim Duncan. This is the guy that was dropping twenty five, twenty and nine yeah. on the playoff games. Like this is yeah. Tim Duncan at his absolute peak. Yeah, um, and then even in his last season in in Detroit. Uh, Grant Hill averaged 26 points, six and a half boards, and five assists a game. Mm. So, uh, you know, obviously that didn't quite happen in Orlando because of health issues. But if if he stays healthy, then, yeah, there's no reason. why. I, I would assume his points would drop a bit, but his assists would go up a bit. Mm. You know, like there'd be a, a little bit of... Um, <laughs> a little bit of variance in that side of things, but... Yeah, and also you get those three, and then other players are going to want to go there as well. Like, that's just how it works. Like, oh, those guys might want a chip. Let me jump on that train. So, um, you know, you had uh, Chauncey Billups was traded there the previous season and then left as a free agent. You know, if he sees, hey, we got Grant Hill and Tracy McGrady and, and uh, Tim Duncan, then, you know, he'll, he'll jump in on that as well. Like, yeah, the the the... the Lackluster supporting crew. Also, having Tim Duncan means you wouldn't have had to have given Andrew de Klerk minutes. <laughs> Doliak might have been the starting yeah. centre. Or thirty-nine-year-old yeah. Patrick Ewan. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Doliak was. I I didn't mind Doliak, but like Andrew de Klerk was terrible. Trash. He shouldn't have been getting like <laughs> playing time. So it's it's yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, like you just think you're adding you're adding a 24 year old Tim Duncan, who is one of the most loyal players in the NBA. Uh, played till he was 39. Like this, this could shake up the whole history of the Orlando Magic. Mm. Oh, 
as fully would have. So, Twain, how do you think that? How do you think the team roster would have worked? Yeah, um, I think Aiden covered it pretty well. Um, you got those three guys, and then as we've seen over NBA history, if you've got a proven contender, guys are willing to take less money to come and chase a ring. And I feel like with that, those three alone, they pretty much walk dog walk the East um, at that time. Anyway, like if you think back, it's the O one sixes who like. Yeah, they're remembered for, you know, AI going on that ridiculous run that he did. But to to be honest, they weren't a really good team. It was just the fact that the East were rubbish. And if some poor officiating wasn't the case, maybe the Milwaukee Bucks actually go into the NBA Finals that year because that Milwaukee team was really good as well. And that was a seven-game series. But some we don't have to get into dodgy refereeing or anything, but the free throw, the frequency in that game alone will tell you there was certainly an agenda for Philadelphia to make it that year. Um, yeah, and I think they run the East for a couple, you know, for, for a decent amount of time. Um, they have Mike Miller on the roster at this point. Yeah, um, rookie. He, yeah, rookie Mike Miller, who was, you know, an 11-point, you know, 12-point scorer, but he fits perfectly with what, those three. He's just your spot-up shooter. Like, you don't have, you don't have to ask him to do anything um out the box or you know anything that he's not used to he just stands in the corner and he shoots threes which was what he was known best for and then on the point guards but i think aiden nailed it earlier too like does chauncey stay around because he wants to play with those three well you know but daryl armstrong wasn't too bad himself at this time you know he was a bit yeah. on the older side he was sturdy ish but he was that year the 01 season he was a 16 point a game scorer with seven assists so it wasn't like he was you know, rubbish or anything. He was he was a pretty decent player. Um, good, shooter. good shooter. Yeah. So again, doesn't have to have the ball at much if Hill and McGrady are, you know, your primary ball handlers as well. Um, it probably stops, you know, Patrick Ewing playing long um, minutes like he did that year. Like at that point, Ewing was playing 17 minutes off the bench. And that's too much for him. At that point, he was gone. <laughs> he, was toast, yeah. he, he was gone by that time. Um, you know, I, I think, I think if they, you know, they just keep building with those three. Um, I think if you go back and look during that time period, Hill rushed back from ankle surgery. Mm. Um, he rushed himself back, you know, trying to get ready for this season because he had a lot of pressure on him. If Tim Duncan's there, he doesn't have to rush back. He could take the entire year off. If, Need him. I still think they win the East if he doesn't play. Um, and then he comes back in 02, and then they, you know, bang, he, you know, they, them three together again. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting one. Um, but I, I think they dominate the East, really. It, it would be the best roster in the East, easy. Mm, and, mm. and then going up against that great Lakers team at the time. But, mm. like, you look at the role players off the bench, like, you know, between like Pat Garrity, Bro Outlaw, like all those dudes can just come in and just play some minutes. Like they're just typical role players that would have been good on the team. Like Troy Hudson too, backing up Daryl Armstrong. And, you know, T-Mac's going to play like 40 minutes a night back then. Mm. And as you say, like they could have played Tim, Timmy D at centre. Mike Miller comes into the lineup. Like that's just a wicked lineup. Hey? Miller, T-Mac, mm. Hill, Duncan, and then... Armstrong or Hudson at the, at mm. the point, mm. but like, that's just a wicked lineup. I mean, yeah, Philly were just getting absolutely carried by AI and Matumbo, mm. 
Mm. And the, yeah, all the defensive guys around him. And then the next few years, it was the Nets. So the East was very weak at this point. The Pacers and the Pistons hadn't built their, their teams yet. And, um, man, this Magic team would easily be the best team in the East to me. Um, mm. They would have signed Tim Duncan too to a six-year, $67 million contract. So, so like $11 million a year for an MVP all-time great mm. in his prime. Like, that's just a ridiculous contract too. Mm. So implications for, like, other teams and, and records and things like that. So so Tim Duncan leaves the Spurs. Mm-hmm. After one championship, you know, they end up getting going on to win five. To me, I think the Spurs are done if Tim Duncan leaves. Mm. And and does mm. Popovich even become, you know, that lauded coach of like being recognized up where as one of the best of all time alongside you, Phil Jackson's and Red Albrecht's and, and those guys. Like, what happens with the Spurs here if Timmy D leaves? Are, are they like done? for the next next 20 years they'll have a young tony parker in ginobili but there's no well, real big star who's to say uh ginobili and tony parker even want to come come around if the spurs are terrible yeah mm. well ginobili was still playing in europe at the time he was yeah. drafted in 98 though and he he took a few years before he came over yeah so tony when o- was tony parker drafted oh one he was in the oh one draft so not next not year. this the next year, yeah. So Ginobili doesn't come over till the following season as well, O two. I think yeah, O two it was. So he doesn't come over as well. So yeah, like you said, if if the Spurs are rubbish, like you know, I don't think he comes because I'm looking at their roster now. They've got old man David Robinson, who's, you know, at that point only playing thirty minutes a night and is clearly on the downside of his career. Um Derek Anderson, like he was fine that year. Yeah. He was a fifteen-point score. That yeah. was his first year there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he had a pretty good run. Um, Antonio Daniels, uh, old man Sean Elliott, um, old man Avery Johnson, Terry Porter, like Steve Kerr. Like it's it's not really a roster that would contend. I don't even think if Tim Duncan's there, they even get to the playoffs because that this season alone. They win 58 games in 01. Like, if he's not yeah. there, fuck yeah. they ain't going, getting anywhere near that. Reverse the the record, I reckon. Yeah, yeah 24, 24 and 58. 58. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, so if they... Derek Anderson's your top guy, you're not winning many games. Nah. He, yeah. he was good, but he wasn't a carrier team type guy. Yeah. And the, the West was a lot stronger at this time than the East, too. So, mm. so like, so they go on and win the championship in 03. Mm. Like, that doesn't happen. Um, no. They would have had cap space with Tommy Duncan not going there. They probably wouldn't have signed anyone decent, you know, because as you say, Twain, before, like they've got all these old vets on the team. They need that other piece called Tim Duncan to to compete. So, it's the stabilizer. Yeah, like do the Lakers and do, do the Kings sort of have a chance now? Like, how does that form the West with like a with a Spurs team which probably doesn't make the playoffs? Well, if you if you go back, like it was, so it was basically those three, right? In that you know, two thousand to two thousand four range, it was the Lakers, Kings, and Spurs were probably the 
three best teams out west. Even though the west was stacked, then those three were your main dominant teams. teams yeah. Dominant teams. So, yeah, I think it's the Kings and Lakers that carry it on because does again. But then you have to take into account does you know the Chris Webber injury. You know, for the Kings, does that still happen or? What's the case there? Because if there's no pressure from the Spurs to get a higher seat, maybe they just rest them a bit. I, I don't know. It's it's a fascinating what if out west because you know the, do the Lakers you know start rushing Shaq back? Because I remember in their o two o three year they they had a really bad start to the season and they rushed him back from toe surgery. I think it was or a toe injury or whatever it was, and then or, or it was obvious that he wasn't the same that season as he had been the last couple of seasons, and then the Spurs eventually eliminate them in that um, playoff series. So, yeah, it's 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 an interesting one for the rest of the West anyway. Maybe Dallas becomes a better team. Mm, yeah. Straight, yeah, straight, you know, fast. Yeah. They, they, they route, go, you know, does Steve Nash stay in um, Dallas instead of taking off to Phoenix or whatever the case may be, if they're better. Or Dark Horse, maybe Minnesota. Have yeah. a bit more luck without mm. Tim Duncan spanking Kevin Garnett all the time. Yeah. Yeah, well, then you can go on to say, like, does Billups end up staying in Minnesota because Detroit, Detroit still <laughs> wants to sort of rebuild rather than seeing an open opportunity with, like, the East being weak, but this dominant Magic team there, you know, like, with Tim Duncan. Well, so, dude, speaking of Detroit, like, because none of the, the, these moves here that we're talking about, it doesn't, like, Ben Wallace still ends up there, um, yeah. you know, Nothing sort of changes from their perspective rather than, I think the Chauncey one's just the one that's up in the air. Like, do they still, yeah, yeah. are they by default, you know, if everything goes to plan, they still, what, the second, third best team in the East during this run? Yeah, so the Nets obviously were the the Eastern teams that made the finals these two years. Mm. Mm. So nothing changes with the Nets in this. So the Nets would have been there. The Pistons were still shaping it up. What comes in um, 2003-2004 But you can sort of see the Pistons Pistons Pacers Magic Being being the three teams The next 10 years of the East And um, but I think You know like I don't I I wouldn't pick us to beat this Magic team You know so we might not Even win that going to work championship Pacers really slow at this point So you know I think that favors you guys defensively. Um, probably, you know, I still think you guys need, would need another scorer. So maybe you make a move for, I don't know, because there was another rumor at the time AI going to Detroit. Like, do you try yes. and do you try and go and get maybe uh, in his prime Vince Carter? You know, try and get him a little bit earlier than you know than anticipated, or you know. Boston are not in the picture at this time. They're not a. If this Orlando thing happens, Boston are what a fifth, sixth, seventh seed at best. Does oh, yeah. Paul Pierce become available? Like you, you, you know, there's you know multiple different ways that you can look at it here. Um, you know, because the East is pretty much up for, that second to seventh range out in this alternate timeline would be way up for grabs for anyone. Yeah. Yeah, with the Magic just being the dominant team and just mm. everyone else trying to make all these different moves to beat them. Like, mm. <laughs> um, like, and some other implications too. Dwight Howard obviously wouldn't get drafted. No. 
yeah. first overall by the Magic. So mm. he's obviously going to land somewhere else. Um, maybe maybe the Bobcats would have got the first overall pick like they should have. And got the white. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so fucking weird that an expansion team didn't get the first overall pick. That's an underrated storyline, eh? Like usually, makes no in all, fucking sense to me. All sports usually the um, expansion team always gets the first um, yeah. overall pick. I think the Seattle team that's coming into the NHL this year got it. Yeah. Um, just because they, you know, they're coming in. So yeah, I don't understand that one. Um, just on a side note too, there was a really bad trade that the Magic did in um, November of 2001 that I'm just reading about here, where they traded. Bo Outlaw and the 2002 first round pick to Phoenix um, that returned them Judd Bushler. If that trade doesn't, that trade probably doesn't happen with Duncan there. Um, that ends up being the 13th overall pick, and the 2002 overall uh, 13th overall pick was a man by the name of Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. So you know, maybe that trade probably doesn't happen. Yeah, real interesting. Um, another mm. side note too, um, Doc Rivers. He'd probably mm. stay in Orlando, win some championships, doesn't end up going to Boston, and maybe KG, Ray Allen just don't, don't ever end up going there. Mm. So, do, they beat the, do they beat the Lakers? I think, I think, man, like if Hill and T-Mac are healthy, along with Tim Duncan, it's it's really the perfect trio. Yeah. Mm. Defensively, offensively. Like Grant Hill's just you do it all guy. Mm. You know, Timmy D locking down the defense obviously can score your bucket whenever you need him to, and T Mac can just be your takeover guy when you need like it's it's really the perfect combination. Mm. So you're sa- so you're saying I'm saying they take they take them out off the Lakers. I say yeah. they do. Yeah. I think the last, mm. like if it's a best of five, I think one team could win three of the upper two sort of thing. I think so it's you, close because the Lakers were so good, like they, 2000, they, 2003. Yeah. Uh, they, so you're basically saying they trade, you know, one year, one team. So yeah. like the 80s, 80s Boston, 80s Lakers. So one year, one team wins it, another team, another team wins it sort of thing. So yeah. I'm looking I'm looking at the 01 or 2001 Lakers roster here and – Obviously, you've got the two-headed beast in Kobe and Shaq. Um, but other than that, you know, Derek Fisher was their third-highest scorer. Um, he was at 11.5. Then they've got Horace Grant, Rick Fox, Ron Harper, Brian Shaw, Robert Horry, obviously, um, Isaiah Ryder. So no one really, that third option wasn't really a, mm. a, you know, a solid place for them. So, like, yeah, I think with the Magic, you've got three genuine 20-point scorers. Well, maybe yeah, maybe the Lakers just never, never get a three pin at all. They only have the one yeah. from two thousand. Yeah, and then the Kobe and Shaq thing blows up faster than expected, and then those two are, you know, you know, Shaq's gone faster than, you know, than he was. Then he moved on three years later. But does that move happen faster? If, you know, the Magic and maybe beat them a couple times. Yeah, maybe. So how do we sum this up, guys? We think. Yeah, the Magic just become what the best team in the East, the Knicks, for the whole 2000s, really, don't they? Not as much pressure on Hill to stay healthy. Definitely know? get a couple of titles. Mm. So what's minimum? What, what's the over-under for titles here? For the so we got, 
are we going from 2000 to 2010? Is that the... Yeah, I yeah. think so. That's, that's a good time, man. I think over under would be five. Ooh. Four and a half, 4.5? Yeah, well, like, you look, hey, because who else in the East is going to... Ch- so it has to be mm. the Pistons and the Pacers. In that time, you've got to remove the three Spurs titles. Yep. 03, 05, 07. Yeah. Probably the um, 04 Piston. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the Magic would beat them. But yeah. yeah, and I reckon even the o five o six Heat, and oh. and you know you guys you guys talked about the Celtics if Doc Rivers doesn't go there, mm. you know. Plus, Maybe. if you look in in the West, if Kevin Garnett and the Timberwolves are better, he doesn't get traded to the Celtics in the first place. Mm. Yeah, maybe four and a half is a good one. I, mm. I'm I mean, just going. I'm going to go on under just because it's the NBA. You never know. That's why. a lot of titles. Yeah, four titles is a lot. I think three or four titles is three titles is sort of minimum, eh? Here, I think. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think I think three minimum. Um, I think the Lakers are mostly unaffected, apart from having a bit more competition in the finals. So they probably stick around. Mm. But. Yeah, other than that, yeah. I think everyone else in that that won a title in that decade is affected somewhat. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah, well yeah, if let's do you know, going you know, going back a bit, um if this if this was happening, let's say the Lakers and the Magic battle each other for a couple of years and you know, Shaq pisses off earlier than expected, do the Kings then step up and go, Yep, this is our finals. A King's mm. Magic King's Magic finals with that <laughs> Kings team? Whew. Give me, give me seven, seven games of that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Who would have thought King's Magic final? Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not 2K. <laughs> it's not 2K, no, no. Wow, yeah. And the Spurs just, yeah. Fall to the wayside. Fall to the wayside of Pop. Yeah. Well, does, does, you know, maybe Pop moves on to another franchise instead of, yeah. You know, staying, hanging around for the Spurs. Maybe you go somewhere else and, you know, build, maybe. build, builds up there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe Sean someone Mark like, starts like the, maybe the Knicks chuck a whole lot of money at him. Mm. That's, that, that would be a Knicks move. Yeah. Because he was, it was Van Gundy at the time, around that time period. And that season, they just came off winning, uh, um, oh, winning. Sorry. They were in the Eastern Conference finals with the yeah. Pacers. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and finals a uh, year before that. Mm. In suspense. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Well, then, and then, like, just with Duncan, <laughs> too, <laughs> you know, you're getting 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting 20 years yeah. of, like, just salt, like, yeah. goes from MVP talent to a solid third option, still an all star, to, like, a still a relatively decent starter at the age of. 39-40, like, the Magic will be still pretty relevant for the time being. You know, that will be really good, like, a really good team for a long period of time. You know, the T-Mac trade doesn't happen. You know, he probably hangs around. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those ones where, like, Orlando becomes the Spurs, maybe. They become the model franchise. Yeah. Who would have thought? Well, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I want to just jump down a uh, like a darkest timeline version. What if Florida mm. corrupts Tim Duncan? What if we see dreads <laughs> Tim Duncan earlier because he lives in Florida? Florida <laughs> Tim and, and he, you know, just he's he falls in love with the Florida lifestyle. Ends up going to Miami, gets done on a coke coke bust or something like that. 
like, <laughs> you know, that could happen. Like, there's there's nothing like that to do in San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny. Like it's it's like it's such a it's it's one way. Like a lot of things like can happen. You know what I mean? Like it's mm. a what if that changes the course of like early two thousands NBA history. Like fucking yeah. everything changes. Um, it's it's crazy. Well, what if the Magic are still that bad and Tim Duncan never goes on to be as good as what he does? I doubt that. Man. I, doubt, I doubt that. Man. I, <laughs> like, I reckon he's fucking. He pulls them up to he pulls yeah. that franchise up with them. Um, He's already proven, man. He came out yeah. of college and pretty much straight into fucking MVP level. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Like he he was already a superstar, like mm. you know, three seasons into the league. So yeah. Now that's interesting. Okay, let's let's go back ten years before this. Let's go back nearly thirty years ago now. The round mound of rebound. Mm. Like this would have been massive, and Barkley himself said this was very, very, very close to happening. Um, that close, like he, he wanted out of Philly to talk to them. Yep. So ninety ninety two, Charles Barkley, top of his game. Um, MVP talent. Yeah. So instead of going to the Suns, he goes to Portland. Now for the Suns, he goes to the finals up against MJ. So. Mm. Let's say he goes to the Blazers instead. Mm. Then let's talk about the Blazers first. What roster they had, who Barkley joins, and um, let's just see the shape of, of this Portland team with Barkley getting traded to them. Now, do we have uh, a count of who would have been traded back for Barkley? Uh, it was. I did find it. It was based around Terry Porter and Jerome Kersey. Um, I think maybe Kevin Duckworth was involved as well. But mm. The main two, it was Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey, and uh, draft picks. Uh, so, so solid guys, solid rotation guys. No one's special. Easily, re- or not easily replaceable, but you had guys still in that team that could have filled the gap. Oh, they had uh, Portland had Rod Strickland on the bench. Yep. So yeah, Rod Strickland moves into the starting lineup. Drives and Petrovic uh, and probably been... takes Kersey's place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Petrovic was gone by this point. He was in. He New was Jersey. gone. Oh, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so... he went to New Jersey the year before. Mm-hmm. So what Chris are Robinson. Thoughts? Yeah. So, so, so what? We'll go through the roster here. So, so Porter goes, Kersey goes, and say Duckworth goes too. Mm. So Barkley comes in, starts at the four. Is he cried the glide being the main man in Portland? Mm. Rod Strickland comes off the bench. Now that already there, that three would be called a big three these days easily. Mm. Um, do they have a big to replace Duckworth? Yep. And he was in Europe. You just call him over early. Arvidas Sabonis. So Sabonis goes, shit, this is an yep. awesome looking roster. Yep. I'm coming over too. Yep. And then at this time, 92, 93, he he's not the guy that comes in the late 90s i feel i feel like at this time he doesn't have his, his body's not as banged up as it was and he's able to like even though he contributed very well when he came i think arvidas and a barkley frontcourt is a nightmare matchup for anyone at oh. this point in time yeah like 
Yeah, defensively might not be, but offensively, like Jesus. It's like it, it would be like it would be like having Jokic and Zion in the same back <laughs> front court right now. It would yeah. be you couldn't do anything with it, like at all. Yeah, that that would just be totally nice. Like yeah, it wouldn't matter. And then you got Drexler too and Rod Strickland. Mm. That's just just crazy. So mm. just for reference, uh, Vitas Sabonis, this season that we're talking about in Europe, he averaged 22 points, 13 and a half boards, a couple of assists, two blocks over a steal a game, while also shooting 41% from three. In the EuroLeague where they play less in, minutes. In, in, yeah. 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 In, in 32 minutes a game. Yeah. This is peak Sabonis, hey? This is yeah. peak yeah. Sabonis right yeah. here. Okay, so we've built another massive roster like like the Magic we've just talked about here with, with Portland. Mm. So it doesn't really matter that they lose some of these other role players and Porter and Duckworth and Kersey, all, all good players, but as you say, Twain, can be replaced, especially when you've got a young Rod Strickland come, come mm. starting lineup. Cliffy mm. Robinson, he could probably start, start in this squad too. Yeah, he was almost 20 points a game this year. He was 19 yep. and a half, six boards, three, uh, two and a half assists. So he definitely probably mans the three position. And then, like, if Barkley needs a break or Sabonis needs a break, then he can just slot onto that four role. Yeah, and I think, like, Mario Alley comes here, Buck Williams. Like, they've got um, Tracy Murray gets drafted by Portland this year. Mm. Like, they're going to have guys, too, to come and just like this Magic team we think about, like, these aren't shitty end-of-the-bench guys. These are no. proper NBA role players. Like, like Buck Williams is a solid veteran, man, to come off the bench here. Mm. Like, you know, and he could play alongside Sabonis or Barkley. Like, it doesn't Mario, really a- Mario Alley was a, um, you know, massive contributor to, you know, championship-level teams in the 90s, like Houston, mm. The Spurs, yeah, like Spurs it wasn't like yeah. Spurs, yeah, like he it wasn't like he was, you know, chopped liver himself. So like he could just slot into a bench role and you know do the job there. Well, you're talking about a 37 percent shooter from three for his career mm. yeah. in the 90s. You know, like yeah, he he would have just yeah. been perfect. Now he probably wouldn't have gone on to Houston. I'd say he might have stuck around with Portland here. But let's mm. let's look at the West now. This is. When the West wasn't as strong, obviously with the Lakers, uh, Magic just retiring. Mm. Um, obviously, the East is just being dominated by MJ and the Bulls right now, with the bad boys capitulating, basically. Rodman, Zeke retiring, and all that stuff leads on to us dra- drafting Grant Hill. Um, how how do they look in the West? Now, this is already a solid like end of the playoff sort of roster here with the Blazers, but getting mm, back they, they were in the they were in the finals the year before yeah mm. previous previous two years yes yep. yeah Bulls and Pistons yeah yep. Pistons so does this like solid solidify the the Blazers as the sort of the best team of the in the West and the Houston and the Rockets so coming in behind them after this so, so we go back to that time and we see the standings so phoenix that year wins the wins the uh, west with 62 wins well that yeah, automatically not, doesn't happen yep. yeah they're not doing that um seattle uh, 55 wins um the jazz are at 47 
the Spurs are at 49, so basically 50 wins, and then the Rockets. Out of that bunch, I don't know. It's like, I think it's much closer than I feel. Like, I feel like it's much closer than it looks. Like Houston in 92-93, Hakeem in his prime, like they were going, they were doing some stuff. You know, he, they were really, really good. Um, you know, David Robinson with the Spurs, they were really good. Um, Seattle won fifty-five games with a young Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Um, I don't know if it's just a walk-in. I think it would be tough. Talent-wise, they should probably still win the West, but I think it's a much tougher time because if you go back, Phoenix, it wasn't just, they didn't roll through everyone. There was a couple, then those series with Barkley, it came down to the last position a lot of times, like the buzzer beater against um, the Spurs when Robinson's guarding them and he shoots the three to, to, to win it. Um, you know, there's the Rocket series, you know, as well. So it wasn't like it was... Um, it wasn't the easiest path for Barkley to get to the final. So I think that's still the case here with Portland. Like, there's some really good teams out west this, this year. Yeah, so there's no really dominant, dominant team, is there? There's just a whole mm. bunch of really good teams, really. Mm. Mm. And maybe the Suns here don't drop off as badly as, as uh, Tim Duncan not going back yeah. to the Spurs. So, so, but what does this mean for Portland? Like... Did, you know, does Clyde eventually just stay on here? Do they just stick with the scene throughout the nineties? Like, yeah, you know, well, I think, yeah, I think you have to if you make a move for someone like Charles Barkley, you have to see it out. And do they win championships here? Do like, yeah, but so you got MJ right? As well, he, yeah, he actually, retires yes. for the first time. Yeah, mm. I reckon. Yeah, my I reckon when MJ retires the first time, instead of Houston getting them, I think that's where Portland jumps in. Now, do they? So yeah, Houston would yeah Mario Alley would probably stay I think, with the Portland. And so would I think Drexler. I think they win one. I think I'll give you one, but I don't think they win back to back those years. Because like if you go yeah, back, and, I don't think I don't think I don't think they'll win back to back. I'll give you one, but that Houston team after the. Um, Jordan thing. They were really, really good. Like they, yeah, they, they did what they did what Detroit did with the three guard rotation with Anderson, Cassell, and uh, uh, Mac, uh, uh, Vernon Maxwell. They yeah. they yeah. all integrated yeah. with one another. But then they had the monster in the middle as well. So you know that it wasn't they weren't top liver. I reckon they probably those two are definitely in the Western Finals. Maybe maybe Seattle. It was, it was funny during this time too because every team used to beat each other. Like Houston couldn't beat Seattle, but Seattle couldn't beat Phoenix, but Phoenix couldn't beat the Spurs. It was just all about matchups during this nineties run in the West. Like it just felt like every time it was just whoever got the best matchup would get to the final. So Barkley with the Blazers. Does how does this change the NBA landscape? Does it does it change it? that much or, or is it more well the sons the sons would be more the question that they don't get Barkley. Mm. Like, so Dan Dan Marley, Kevin Johnson and I think is it Hershey Hawkins? That was the trade he was the one that went back to um to Jeff Hornacek, wasn't it? Oh Jeff Hornacek, sorry, Jeff Hornacek, sorry. Mm. Um Jeff Hornacek goes back. So do they just still run out with that three man rotation? And Tom Chambers Cedric Sabalos, and they just run up and down. 
Yeah, so they don't. I don't think they go on to make the finals. No. no, no so no, what franchise changes the most here? Like, does does it change the NBA landscape? I don't think it does as as much as the Timmy D thing, and and well, for the Magic. Because like, if you go back, like the Phoenix, that Phoenix had that good that one good year. I think the Barkley Suns run. It was only about three years, and then he was gone. It wasn't too long. Yeah, he went to Houston um, after that. Yeah, it, went, it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't like Phoenix. In, you know, like after this finals year, they were all right, but they. I think the closest they ever got again was I think they made it to the Western Conference in '95, '94, and then the Houston beat them. Um, but it wasn't like they were the best team out west when Barkley got there. It was every year it was a battle. Like it was always someone different. And then you got when MJ comes back too. Like, mm. I don't think anyone's stopping the Bulls. No. Nah. So, I mean, Drexler probably would have ended up staying in Portland for longer, mm. is my guess. And he but, doesn't go to Houston. Mm. Does Sabonis's injury um, history does it happen a little bit quicker because you know he's playing in a, you know more games in the NBA than the Euro League, playing more physical style. You know, does the body start wearing out a little bit faster than it did in the late 90s? Yeah, I'm not sure with that because, mm. like, EuroLeague's pretty tough, but obviously mm. there's not the amount of games. Mm. And maybe the, you know, the conditioning inside of thing too would be better in the States rather than Europe, where he's probably mm. smoking half a pack of ciggies at half time <laughs> and yeah. you know, sculling half a bottle of red wine, you know, and... Um, yeah, so yeah, it's not as much of a NBA landscape changer as it this this water compared to the Tim Duncan one. Mm. Um, Philly, nothing really changes there much for me. They're probably a better team if they had traded to Portland rather than the Suns only getting Hornets. Yeah, they got. I they think got, it was Tim Perry and someone. It was Tim Perry, Andrew Lang, and Andrew Jeff Lang. Hornsey. Yeah, which yeah. is way worse than Terry Porter and Kirsten. Yeah, Terry Porter at this point was. Like eighteen point score, and he was very good three point shooter too, and a really good defender. I think he would have yeah. like just known by the Philly fan mindset, he probably would have fit right in this. Then he would have been like one of those cult legend hero legends, you know, because he he was a guy that always played sort of hard all the time. Mm. Yeah, well, maybe it ends up that Philly were a bit better, and they end up not drafting AI in the coming years. Yeah, well, there that's the one. Yeah, and then St- I think Stackhouse too, didn't they draft Stackhouse? Yeah, Stackhouse. Yep. They drafted yeah. Stackhouse, yep. Yeah. Yeah, the year before AI, they drafted Stack. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I think I think uh, a point we a little bit missed out on is the the Clyde thing. Like, he is he wasn't a guy that, you know, I always felt with him he wasn't too comfortable being the number one guy. I think he was like when he got to Houston. I think that role suited him better, just being the second or third option rather than being the main guy. Like if Barkley goes there, that takes pressure off him, you know, because it was always in the nineties that, like you guys know, with the Jordan Drexel thing, that was a thing during that final yeah. run. Like they they try mm-hmm. to they try to make that happen, you know. If Barkley's there, that obviously sort of comparison doesn't happen because I felt like after that finals run. He just wasn't the same. Like it felt like mentally, something, something happened, and he wasn't the same guy. Because you know, late eighties, early nineties, but he was a problem. Like he was really, really good. And it's interesting, eh? Because he always seemed to want to be the guy, though. Like mm. 
It doesn't feel like it. Yeah, he wanted to be it. And he's still, when you hear him talk about it too, Mm. He's oh, like, oh, still no, I was, yeah, I was good as MJ and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, he still, mm. he still, he still hates MJ to this day. Mm. And then, yeah, well, um, you know, Sab- Sabonis is there. You know, does, he takes more pressure from. Does, does you know, does his play elevate even better? Oh, it's, yeah, it's one that you know, it's a very interesting what if. Yeah, I, I think there's no way they don't get at least one title with the with that team. If you're talking prime Sabonis, mm. uh, prime Barkley. Uh, Drexler, Rod Strickland, Cliffy Uncle Robinson. Cliffy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's no way they don't get one. Even though Houston yeah. was really good, um, I, I think I think Portland gets one. Like, I, think just, I, 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 I think it's impossible they don't. Uh, so they, another thing, they play um, New York or Orlando, eh? That, that would be one of those years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, another thing, so. Barkley won the MVP in 92-93 in Phoenix. I don't think he does that on a stacked Portland team. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, he's going to be doing things, but his numbers aren't going to be that heavy. Um, mm-hmm. So I was looking through who might have got it instead, and I fell on a guy who mm-hmm. his career seems a bit um, maybe underappreciated nowadays. Uh, Patrick Ewing. Mm. The, Knicks, the Knicks won 60 games, uh, tied with the best record with Phoenix. Uh, Ewing had 24 points, 12 boards a game, two blocks. So he, he was out and out the leader of um, the Knicks team, which would have been the best team in the league, depending on how Portland went. Uh, mm. So I thought of him or, or Hakeem, because Hakeem was just dominant as well. But I think if uh, the Rockets aren't the best team in the West, it's hard to give it to him. So. Yeah, that's mm. why I fell on um, uh, Ewing. What about, is, is Jordan just not considered this year? Because is, is this the year that the Sam Smith stuff came up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because he, yeah, he retired after this year. Mm. So he just wasn't in consideration at all this year. He, he had a really bad relationship with the media at this point, wasn't it? I, yeah, 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 yeah. Because mm. there was the stuff, yeah, yeah, there was all that stuff. And then the stuff with his dad and mm. that. Because so. I'm looking. I'm looking at him now. Yeah. He's 32, almost 33 yeah. in the, a game. Yeah. Seven boards, almost six assists, three steals. Like if, yeah. like I know what Patrick Ewing did was great, but yeah, like that, like at that point, if Barkley's not your MVP, do they just default and go, oh, fuck, well, just give there, it to him? There was also the whole thing with you didn't want to give Jordan too many because if you gave it to the best player of the year, Jordan would have won like 10 MVPs. Yeah, yeah, but stupid. also, yeah, the the media was blaming Jordan for his father. Like there was the whole implication implication that he was involved in his father's murder, mm-hmm. like shit like that. Uh, yeah, I think he, yeah, his his relationship with the media wasn't the best that year, so mm. that probably does does hurt him a bit. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, that's why I sort of went um, uh, someone else, and yeah, I think it would be out of Hakeem and Ewing, and I, I sort of I went Ewing just I I think he had you know the team was better. Um, in the regular season, anyway, and, and his numbers mm. were the leader of that team. So, mm. uh, one uh, another side note: the Jailblazers probably don't happen either, because they probably don't end up trading for Sheed. So Rod Strickland mm. ends up staying there. Mm. Sheed stays with the Bullets, and oh, okay. uh, that's a loaded, that's a loaded front court. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Weber, Jawan, and and then um, 
Sheed and then all the shit that um, Weber got up to. Yeah, and, something goes yeah. down there. Yeah, something goes down. Maybe, maybe guns come to the locker room earlier. Yeah. yeah. In Washington, <laughs> yeah, 15 years later. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the jail blazers probably don't happen either here. Mm. And I still think, go on to, I think, yeah. I think they still like, like, I think they still pretty much a decent team right up until you know maybe 96 97 um but then by that point the spurs oh just you know going by what ifs the spurs get duncan they're automatically a 51 team the seattle the supersonics take off in 95 the jazz um you know they they turn really good around the mid to late 90s um yeah it's they probably end up by the back end of it probably still a four five seed even with those with that move i would yeah, yeah, Strickland stays there. Mm. They sort of probably go deep, quiet, mm. or maybe Charles move on somewhere. Yeah. And stop winning. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's get on to our third one. This one's this one's a biggie. A biggie. We can talk about another couple of destinations for the man, the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Mm. Obviously had... Had some ups and downs in LA, even though he ended up just being a total Laker legend. And the whole him, the him and Shaq thing, which has been discussed in many podcasts and on TV and articles, everything. So Kobe Bryant forces his way out of LA and goes to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Been the primary, would you guys say the, the the primary talked about destination to go to, or, or do you think the Clippers? Oh, Clippers was definitely more newsworthy. Yeah. He, he had actually, like, um, he had decided he was going to the Clippers, and then I forget who it was talked him out of it. Was it was it Jerry West, maybe? No, because nah, Jerry West uh, was one luring him over. Uh, Dr. Jerry Buss talked, like, pulled him aside that's and was. Yes, so, sort was. of just said, like, come on, you know, Lakers, you know, they're, they're the franchise. You want to go to that scum of a franchise? And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, the, the Clippers was definitely more new. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, but the the Detroit one I think is is would have shaken although, up the NBA a bit more. Yeah, I mean the Clippers might not have been a joke of a franchise. Mm. That's a pretty big shakeup. It is okay. Well, let, well, let, should we? Well, should we talk Clippers here? Let's talk. Let's talk Clippers. Yeah. So Kobe forces so he goes across, goes to the other locker room inside Staples. He goes, fuck yeah. it, I'm out. Fuck you, so I'm doing the worst move you could think of. Mm-hmm. Walking across the court, going in the other locker room. Yeah. The Clippers, the, sh- the shitbag franchise of the NBA. So <laughs> it, it's a massive dent in the ego of the Lakers here, Kobe going to the Clippers of all teams for yeah. one. That that would be the biggest thing for me here. It's so, a big middle finger to the Lakers. It, it, it's it was, a massive middle finger. Yeah, that's what it would have been. It would have been a massive fuck you to the Lakers if he ended up doing that. So, what did the Lakers look like after that? Obviously, Gasol doesn't end up coming there. No. The whole two other championships don't happen. Mm-hmm. Boston probably goes on and wins some more championships here. Being the you know the late two thousands 
Lakers and Boston with being the the better oh. teams. Maybe no, not maybe 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 Orlando gets that one in 09 because if mm. you go back, Kevin Garnett was mm. actually injured that season and the Orlando beat them and they beat LeBron James and the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Orlando probably win gets the NBA championship if Kobe's not there. Um, because if he, it would probably have been that year Denver Orlando in the finals because Denver were really good that season. They were in the other in the Western Conference Finals as well, and okay. I think Orlando. Orlando wins it. But how far does Kobe take this Clippers team now? Well, I think we need, first of all, I think we need to discuss the package. Um, what do the yes. Clippers send over? Um, because I'm just looking at the roster here, and the key piece I would imagine be would Elson be Elton Brand, would it? Elton, yeah, Elton yeah, Brand. Um, no, because it was, it was a free agent thing, it, wouldn't, it wasn't a trade. Oh, it wasn't okay. Okay, well, uh, he was going to sign with them. Okay, it's oh, the, no, here I'm reading it wrong. The trade was in 04. The free agent thing was 06. Was it 07? Uh, 04, 05. The free agent yeah. thing. It was after so they lost to the Pistons. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We got it there. So 04, 05. So they they've got Alton Brand at this point, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's a pretty. And, it's a decent team, actually. Yeah. Kirk, they got Kirk Penny. Kirk oh, yeah. Backing up Kobe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Chris so, Kamen. Chris Kamen yeah. there. Young Sean uh, Livingston. McGetty. Yeah. But there's um, guys. An old Kenny Anderson. Yeah. Bobby Simmons. He was uh, the most improved player that season. Marco Yarrick. Yeah. He was probably their starting point guard, was he? He was. Mm, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> So um, 0405. So Kobe's had enough the late, you know, the whole loss of Detroit. Mm. All that Spurs 05. So this is after the Spurs win the championship, right? Mm. Kobe's does had this, enough. No, this, this, this is after the Pistons. Straight after the Pistons won. Straight after yeah. the Pistons won, yeah. The, yeah. This is boiling point Lakers. This is Phil's gone, Shaq's telling them to pick me or him. And yeah. Kobe's like, me, I'm out. Um, so if, and by our situation, uh, by our what if Kobe's like, yeah, I'm out, going to the Clippers. So, so does... Shaq never goes to Miami. Yeah, no. So, so, so Wade doesn't get his first one for starters. Yep. Does just and because I'm not too clued in, but is a sign and trade a possibility at this point? Oh, I think it could have been, but I think if you're the Clippers, why would you help the Lakers? Yeah, there'd be too much fuck you between the yeah yeah yeah. No, if it? if the Clippers could take Kobe Bryant without mm. giving the Lakers anything, they're doing it. There's no way that the only way they'd do it is if it was a, a financial thing. But it sounded like the Clippers had the money to just sign them outright. Outright, okay. Yeah, cool. All right. So, okay. so this is yeah. the end of the decent Clippers team because mm-hmm. Kobe never comes. And 0405 was probably one of their worst. Um, Quentin Richardson's there. Uh, who else is there? So, so yeah, McGetty's probably the other really good piece along with Brand. So, yeah. So how and far? Bobby, does... Bobby Simmons had a great year, but if if Kobe comes over, I don't think Bobby Simmons has such a good year like that. Not at no. all. Sixteen points, any six shots. rebounds a game. Jesus Christ, that's unbelievable. I remember when yeah. that happened, and it's crazy. 
So the Lakers are pretty screwed here too because they so they won't get Karan Butler, Lamar, uh, Lamar Odom, Brian Grant, Brian Grant. Those guys don't come. But they still have Shaq. They still have Shaq, but Kobe but, going is just other than Shaq. You've got okay. Their their starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, it would have been Chucky Atkins, uh, Sasha Vujacic, or Kareem Rush, um, Devin George, and Slava Medvedenko. Oh, that's mm. terrible. Yeah, because Derek, <laughs> Derek Fisher signed with the Warriors that season, and Carl yeah. Malone and Gary Payton. Oh, yeah. Payton, Payton maybe moved on to Boston. Boston. Boston, yeah. Payton, Payton could come back, maybe. But yeah. I don't know. I think he he wanted to I win. Think they, no, I they think traded. Payton. They traded Payton anyway. Yeah, I think he, he gets traded he, anyway. He got traded. The Lakers' ego, if if Kobe's out the door. Like the Lakers' ego, I don't think would allow them just to roll with it. Um, they would have tried to do something. So I'm looking at some notable players here. Like, do they go and get Steve Nash or trade for someone like Antoine Jamison or, you know, something of that nature? Because I'm not sure, though, eh? Because mm. the Clippers organization at this time, no one wanted to go there, even if Kobe oh, was there. Oh, I'm talking about the Lakers. Like, the, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, if the Lake, like the Lakers, probably wouldn't be able to take the ego blow of yeah. Kobe leaving, and they would have panicked and tried gone to sign. Yeah, mm. gone all out and tried to sign someone. And and I'm just looking at some notables here, and I'm looking at Steve Nash was a free agent. Does he consider a move to LA? Um, Antoine Jamison gets traded. Uh, does Steve Francis, you know, get traded there because? Or you know some maneuvering because he was at that time an all star and he was traded to Orlando. Um, something of that nature, I'm thinking, because I don't think the front office at the yeah, the Lakers would have allowed. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't have allowed just Kobe walk out the door and they just say here, Shaq, here's Chucky Ekin. Like it wouldn't, it just wouldn't have been a thing. Yeah, well, you they've mean, got plenty of money to spend. Mm. The the Bulls gave up Jamal Crawford for. Pretty much fucking nothing. So, but like yeah. that might have been an option. Uh, mm-hmm. Anton Walker was was traded, um, even though I doubt like Shaq would probably kill Anton Walker <laughs> having to play next to him. Yeah, uh, Kenyon Martin was another one at this time that was you know right, probably was a top seventy five, top fifty guy at this point. Yeah. I think he just came off yeah. a all star appearance. That so here's 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 an interesting little. Um, Thing. So let's say they decide to not trade Gary Payton. Let's mm-hmm. say they decide to keep Gary Payton, which means they don't get Chris Mim or Chucky Atkins. That's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the first round pick that they traded to Boston with Gary Payton was used to pick Rajon Rondo. Mm. So, so Rondo. So I thought Rondo. Rondo was picked by the Suns. So it would have got eventually got traded to Phoenix from Boston. But mm. the, this particular first round pick was the pick that got was used on Rondo. Mm. So if if that if Peyton doesn't get traded, that pick doesn't get traded. Maybe Rondo doesn't end up in Boston. Like, yeah. So, mm. so it, what it really does to me is it sort of tanks the West and it and it leaves really the Spurs and the Mavs as the as the dominant teams. Phoenix, oh, like if some let's just hypothetically, yes. yeah, the Phoenix. Nash still goes to um, Phoenix. Yeah, because I just can't see Kobe taking a Clippers squad 
to the to the finals as he does with the Lakers in the later two thousands. I just don't think it happens. You don't you don't think like Alton Brand at this point is as good as Gasol was on the Lakers, and then yeah. you've got Corey McGiddy as well. I think I I don't think it's impossible. I just think and, it's the organization. I mean that's possibly true, but was Jerry West there at this point? No, he was it was Elgin, it was Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor, who who had at that time a really bad track record, and yeah. plus you had Mike Dunleavy as your coach, which we all know Mike Dunleavy was yeah. not a very good coach. So maybe maybe Kobe comes in though, and they lean on Kobe to help make like personnel decisions or something. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's I'm but not is saying a, is that a good that's thing? Though? Yeah, that's a scary thought. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a better thing than Algin Baylor. Mm. I think Algin like, Baylor gets hard done by man. You look at Donald Sterling, man. Yeah, shit rolls downhill, man. Sterling was fucking. He was a blight on that team, owning that team, man. Yeah, he, he didn't was. give a shit. He he didn't give a shit about the team winning. Like to to me, it's just Kobe would have had to done fucking everything insanely possible to get this team to the finals. He really oh, would have. I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility. He took worse teams to the finals. He took so, fucking Smush Parker to the finals. So, uh, just on Baylor, did he take uh, Smush Parker to the finals? Yeah, and went and oh six oh seven oh seven oh eight. But there was with Gasol in there too. Was special on that oh seven oh eight team? Because I think oh, oh, maybe, uh, maybe okay, Jordan maybe Farmer. Jordan Farmer. I think oh, it there was you go. The he took Jordan yeah. Farmer. To the, that's yeah. almost worse. Yeah, yeah Sasha Vujicic. Yeah, but they had Gasol in there then. Ronnie Terry. Yeah, but right, but he's going to have Elton Brand and Corey McKitty. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But he had Odom too. Yeah, and he had like Corey McKitty. Like. Odom's a bit like to me. I don't know. Like McGiddy, I, I like McGiddy, but McGiddy mm. just wouldn't have had. He wouldn't have had to get any shots, man. Like McGiddy's sort of taken out of the picture with Kobe here. Like Kobe's just putting everything on his back. I think Kobe destroys himself just about on the Clippers. So you saying it's a Westbrook Oladipo type situation? Yeah, where yeah, it is. just goes, just yeah. goes. You yeah. know, go in the corner. I'll I'll give it to you when I when I want to give it to you. Yeah, I'm just very pessimistic with this organization, with, with just the, the mentality. Like I love like I love Kobe's mentality, but well, I just don't think it works in the Clippers. That's a very good point you bring up there about the organization because I'm just going through Algin Baylor's track record and signings and trades and whatnot. And his hand was forced the... too though by stealing, which is sort of my ultimately my point. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, just before free agency started in 04, June 22nd, he traded a 2004 first round pick, which was Emeka Okafor, which would have been the first overall pick to the Charlotte Bobcats for the two, for their pick, which ended up being Sean Livingston and a second round pick. So like for the first overall pick, the only thing you got back after moving down was like another second round pick. That's yeah. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the second overall pick, but yeah, because that yeah, yeah. should have been the first overall pick. Because yeah, I don't and know. if you if you if you if you go back, um, Emeka Okafor coming out of college was like he's the guy. You know, there was like he was being touted. Like I remember the comps were funny enough out in Brent because he he had that type of impact at college. Mm. He, you know, I think he won a national championship that season. 
Um, he was really good defensively. So, yeah, I've just, just gone down a tangent here and I just don't think Baylor was a very good executive. That was all. Mm, yeah. He, oh, yeah, he wasn't. Mm. He wasn't. Yeah, not entirely all his fault, but mm. yeah, he definitely wasn't. He also picked all candy first overall. Yeah, that was bad. That was real yeah. bad. So he, he signed Vin Baker in 2006 as a free agent, just by FYI. So, they, so Kobe at least takes his team to the um, playoffs, right? He, he definitely does that. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm lower than you guys for sure, but he, he brings the Clippers, he brings the floor up and, and also raises the ceiling a bit too. So ultimately, um, Lob City never happens. Yeah. Mm. Like Griffin doesn't become the number one pick for the Clippers. Lob City mm. never happens. Chris Paul, who knows what happens with him. Also, just um, another so if the Lakers did suck and Shaq does force his way out, maybe he does end up in Dallas because Mark Cuban really wanted, tried to get Shaq multiple times. Was that the off-season he signed Dampier? Yeah, 04. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, Yeah. I think because I think I remember the year later. No, I think it was this one because the year before, that 03, 04, that was the one that Dampier averaged like 12 and 10. And he got a massive, yeah, massive payday from um, Cuban. So, like, yeah, like you say, Aiden, if that doesn't happen, like if Shaq forces away and goes to Dallas, like the the miser- miserable contract that Dampier had doesn't happen for them. And if Derek and Shaq in the front court. And and they would have probably would have had to trade uh Josh Howard, yeah, maybe maybe Finley as well to to make it work. But yeah, I mean yeah, Shaq and Dirk Frankel, that's fucking insane. Michael Finley still there. Jerry Stackhouse, uh, Jason Terry, uh, Keith Van Horn. Yeah, um, Dallas would have been probably would have, yeah they would have probably been the favorite in the West mm. for that team. Or does or does Miami just go ahead and still do that? Try and make the trade anyway if he forces yeah. his way out. Yeah, they probably yeah. do. Yeah, just do, just you know, run, just keep because it doesn't really affect the Kobe move. Doesn't really affect it. I think of anything if Kobe goes and Shaq goes, yeah, I'm want to go too. Lakers just go full on. Oh yeah, might as well rebuild. Yeah. So the lake. So what? So the East basically remains the same. Mm. So what? How does the power shift in the West with Kobe going to the Clippers? So obviously the Lakers tank. Since they have yeah. that mini tank at the mid two thousands where Kobe goes off and scores a ton of points. Mm. But they sort they tank that the next lot of championships don't come, even if mm. Shaq does stay. And yeah, so how does the power shift in the West here? Does like Dallas and Phoenix sort of become the and the Spurs? That that's sort of the, the top three teams now, I know, for the next mm. six, seven years. Um Sacramento that year still won fifty games. So there's you know, I you know, by default, you could probably you can you can chuck them in. Uh, Denver were forty nine wins. Seattle won fifty two games. Yeah, year. Ray Rash- Allen Rashad and Rashad Lewis and Ray Allen. Yeah, yeah, that's an anomaly. That one, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the just like the, if the Clippers get Kobe, obviously, and we're we're all in agreement that they make the playoffs. Like, who comes out? Because Memphis forty five wins seems to be the lowest total out of anyone and that Memphis team in those late 2000s like yeah they weren't great but they were still pretty solid like Gasol and uh, I think Mike Miller was there at this 
point. Yeah, might have been. Yeah, yeah. Like Battier. Bat- yeah, Shane Battier. Like, it wasn't like they were, Stromal you know, tr- yeah, they weren't trash or anything. They were relatively, you know, pretty good. Uh, Bonzi Wells, Jason Williams. They were a tough team. They were a tough team mm. to beat. Yeah, so probably if we had to pick one, they'll probably be them that probably miss out on the spot. So, yeah, the, does the Clippers yeah, well, with Kobe? Yeah, does the Clippers even win fifty? You know, forty more than forty-five games with Kobe on that roster. Yeah, I, oh, I can see them winning more. more. Than eight. They get more yeah. than eight more. Well, yeah, definitely. Mm. Mm. Do they, you, you fifty wins? Is that too much? I think they could get. I, to 50. I reckon they probably steal some of those from the Kings, maybe. Yeah. That's a, yeah, because yeah, if you look at that, um, that division, like mm. I don't see how Seattle was that good. Mm. Um, that division, the Pacific division that year was just Phoenix sixty-two and twenty, and Sacramento fifty and thirty-two. So the Warriors were rubbish. Um, Lakers would have been rubbish. So yeah, they probably do end up hitting, you know, getting close. Maybe forty-eight, forty-nine, fifty. Yeah. Okay. One quick question for you guys before we move on. I think. Um, unless there's mm-hmm. some other good shit you guys want to bring up. <laughs> How long does Kobe last with the Clippers? Like, Fuck. does he just smash his body or does he just get fucked off and move on? Like, how long? What's the over under for him lasting with the Clippers since, since, uh, yeah, 04, 05? Well, I, I think he stays. Like, as long stays as he's the, rest the of his guy. Career. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, he played on some shitty Lakers team. Yeah. So I think as long as he's the guy and as long as, you know, like uh, Donald Sterling doesn't, you know, show his racism too much, then then I think he I think he just stays, eh? Mm. Yeah, I'm with that. But, I mean, because then next year, they end, they end up being a really good team that following year. So mm. you just, you know, hypothetical, of course, you add Kobe Bryant to that Clippers, uh, 05, 06 Clippers team. They probably beat the Suns in the um, Western semis and go to the to the Western Conference Finals because that series with the Suns was really, really close. I think it was seven games or six, but most of those games were like, like only sing, single dog digit. Fights, yeah. yeah, dog fights. And Brand was like Brand MVP was a talent team. that year, that season. He came yeah. into his own. Sam Cassell, yeah, he was a mm. good addition. Yeah. Chris yeah, Kamen was pretty seven. underrated too. Mm. Yeah, Chris Kamen was coming in. Sam Cassell was. Oh, I don't think they would have signed Sam Cassell. Kobe's there, but he was. Oh, they you know, have. 70, hey, yeah, seven. It'd be a good. Mm. He would. He would work alongside Kobe. Mm. Uh, Seventeen points a game. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casino Mobley was fifteen a game, so probably he doesn't end up there. Or maybe on a cheaper well, deal. Yeah, he went there and started, so he wouldn't be mm. started. Mm. Mm. I mean, um, just. Yeah. yeah, if they had their roster, I can see them sort of being in the mix. Yeah, mm. I don't know. If it's still just the Sterling thing with Kobe. Just something in my mind just says, nah, just they can't last, man. Like, like Sterling just didn't give a shit, man. He didn't care. He probably wouldn't care if it was Michael Jordan on his team, man. Mm. He was that far out. He was. He was just in his own reality, like all I've read and listened to about him, like, it was just crazy. So he probably would have tried to, like, undercut Kobe's salary or something when it came to an extension or something. Just, I don't know. I just see it turning bad anyway. <laughs> well, he, the a sneaky one that, you know, doesn't happen if Kobe's there is they don't sign Baron Davis to that monster deal they gave him. 
Mm. Yeah, you know, that deal, like, that was a massive deal that they gave him, and it was, it fucked it, kept for a long time, that deal. So, you know, that doesn't eventually happen as well. Yeah, good point, that too. Mm. Well, let's go, let's go our original trade here, Kobe to Detroit. Now, this was a few years later. You're talking uh, 06, 07. Mm. Rather than 04, 05. Uh, I got 07, 08. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so after the 06, 07 season. So the Pistons had a pretty good run right here. They, they'd yeah. been to the Eastern Conference Finals four years in a row. Just mm-hmm. lost to the Spurs in the finals. Yep. 06, 07. Spurs, Detroit. So they would have just gone to the finals. Now, the most common trade that was worked up was uh, Rip Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, Amir Johnson, and a pick. Mm. So that that's that's a pretty sweet package in return for, for Kobe here mm. for the Lakers. Now, Shaq's obviously gone by this point. So this is yes. the bad Lakers team. This is mm. Smush Parker. Before Gasol, before our test, um, but they had they had Odom, Karon uh, Butler, baby Andrew Bynum actually was. Did they get they got Gasol during this season, right? Yes, um, yeah, after, after, after Brian was like, "Give me some help." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's just quickly talk Lakers with Rip and Tayshawn. It sort of just turns them into a good team, rather mm-hmm. than. Like you're talking probably fringe too. Like Rip is a complimentary player. Yeah. Tayshawn is a complimentary player. Yeah. Uh, Kobe was carrying that team. Um, so they followed like good players like Odom there, uh, Kron Butler. So they're gonna be that'd be a tough out, but one that that'd be, be that'd be like a, a seven or eight seed that uh you know, um sort of like those Memphis Grit and Bryant teams in a way. Yeah. Like no real superstar, but. A bunch of guys that click well. I think so. Like, yeah, Odin, Prince, Rip, like, Bynum at centre. Like, that's a that's a good team, but just it's not going to be scary in the playoffs. But on Detroit's, on the other hand, for Detroit, so you're still left with some core pieces there in Phillips and, and the Wallaces. So Rashid and, and no, it's Ben. No, it's Ben with Cleveland now. Uh, ben is gone. Yeah, Ben's yeah. with Cleveland. So we would have had uh, McDice would have still been there, and yep. then we would have had the rotation of Vets and Weber, probably Dale Davis, uh, Theo Ratliff, no Weber. Ratliff, ah, uh, yeah. So Weber would have been, been the year been before, next. or yeah. the year after, was it? Maybe the, maybe the year after. I, I'm not entirely sure. I'm just looking so, at basketball. Yeah, a, oh, seven, oh, oh, seven, oh, oh, well. yeah, no, oh, seven, oh, seven, oh, eight. So oh, seven, oh, eight. Um, Weber was gone. He was that Golden State for one last. So in the East, the the Nets are still pretty good. Um, Miami, uh, Shaq still would have been in Miami. Yeah, Shaq was still in Miami at that stage. Who else in the East is uh, in Boston? Boston, so you mm. got just just before the big three in Boston happens. Well, Orlando won fifty games this year. Um, so this is the year. Dwight's on the rise. Yeah, Dwight, Dwight, Dwight becomes first team All NBA 
uh, talent. Um, this was the year um, Shaq got traded to Phoenix, wasn't it? Yes, for sure, Marion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season because Miami was terrible, horrible. Uh, Fifteen wins, yeah. so they were bad, and they it was the Derek Rose draft, and they ended up yeah, taking, they got um, Beasley. Beasley, Beasley, yeah. So Cleveland, even though they just came off a finals appearance, they probably at this point fifth seed, sixth seed. They weren't very, they weren't really good. Uh, Chris Bosch in Toronto come off a strong season. They had 47, 48, 48 wins, I think it was. Um, Chris Bosch was, you know, establishing himself as an all-star. And the bottom half of the East was just a pick em. Like, Philadelphia was a playoff team of only 40 wins. Um, New Jersey, funnily enough, that 07, 08 year were 34 and 48. They traded Jason Kidd during the season um, to, to Dallas. So they weren't very good. Yeah, the Vince um, goes not long after that. Yeah. Um, so really, the East is a whole very top heavy. Trash. Very top mm. heavy. Yeah. The Celtics. So you're talking Celtics here, the Pistons, and a, and a young LeBron. Really, that's it. And the, and the Magic. And magic. the young young Magic yeah. team. Yeah. Mm. So, with the Pistons now with Rip and Tayshawn going, mm-hmm. so you still got Sheed. You still got Bullets. Those guys obviously complement alongside Kobe too pretty well. Mm. Still got, but now the Pistons have a guy that can really take over. Like, Billups was our guy to do that, but not on the same level as Kobe. Like, not not a takeover dude like Kobe. But Billups was mm. big in the fourth quarters. Um, yeah, man, I would have been torn because I hated Kobe at this stage. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really did. I hated Kobe because he, he, because you know, not Kobe was respected. Like I always respected Kobe, but I hated the Lakers. I still do, and I sort of hated Kobe too because he he was the face of the Lakers. Um, but him on the Pistons, man, would have been so strange, and just our, and we would have had to change our style too, a lot. Yeah, losing. I think losing um, Prince would have actually yeah. hurt you guys yes. a lot more than. Than um, some people would admit. That's the blow because Tayshawn Prince was first team or defense type player, mm. and then, but also and, great. Um, you know, high, you know, he was pretty good at scoring. He had a thirteen that year, and he was a facilitator as well. So he did a lot yeah. of the little things for the Pistons. And also moving him, your next small forward is Ronald Dupree. Mm. Well, we could have. We had a rookie of Flalo. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you start a rookie of Flalo, which again isn't really ideal. Some rookies don't like uh, Kobe's style, you know. I mean, I don't know how a Flalo would have handled it. I, he was, but he, he took a little while to adjust. He was getting regular minutes for the Pistons. He, he, was, good. This, he was good, man. But, cool. Good three and D type two. I think he would have been all right. Obviously, he wouldn't cool. have been the level of Prince, but. Mm. Or do they. Because I remember that season, because that was when I like I got really into the NBA this this specific season. They were a, there was a lot of wank talk over Rodney Stuckey that year. Do they yeah, just start was. Rodney? <laughs> there was heaps of bloody oh he's the next Dwayne Wade or this garbage. And do they just go Kobe Stuckey? You know two three, and then it wouldn't you know, have worked. Stuckey would have yeah, been, 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 been no time. Man. 
It would have been gross, but do they? Kobe would have hated Steph. Kobe yeah, would have punched him in the face. Oh, I'm just thinking. I'm just <laughs> thinking from a like at that point because you know, do they just go because they were in love with Stucky at that point? Do they just go, oh fuck it, we'll just play Kobe at the Kobe at the three or Stucky at the three and you know see what we got there because he was he was a bit small to play. Yeah, I, I can see Flip. Flip was our coach at the time. Mm. I can see. I could see him putting it in a Flalo or. Even as a pre rare Jarvis Hayes too, who is okay. Mm. Um, maybe we we play one of those guys in there instead. Oh yeah, the Stucky yeah. Kobe thing would have really worked. Uh, yeah, Afalo was a really good defender, so that would probably help. Yeah. Okay, you know, so so how yeah. different would this Pistons team be? I, I want to go to you guys and your guys' opinion. How mm-hmm. how different would this Pistons team be, and and are they like a lock in to sort of beat your Boston? And um, maybe the LeBron thing doesn't happen because Kobe's like, nah, fuck you, LeBron. You're not you're not taking the limelight. Mm. You're not scoring fucking forty eight points against me in, in the playoff game. So but, ultimately, ultimately, if we're just talking about the Kobe move, we like they play Orlando in the second round, and I think they play Philadelphia in the first. Yes, yeah, they do. So they, yeah. So they beat Philadelphia 4-2. They, that still happens. They probably won 4-0, to be honest. Um, they beat Orlando 4-1. I think that still happens. And ultimately, it comes down to the Boston series. So I'm just looking at the series here. It's 4-2 Boston. So game one, 88-79. Game two, 103-197 Pistons. Uh, Boston, game three, 94-80. Detroit, 94-75. Game four, game five, 106-102 Boston. And then game six, 89, 81. So it was pretty, pretty close series. Um, he probably swings one of those games. I don't, I don't know. And just in my opinion, because that Boston team was really good that season. I don't know. Mm. Kobe alone could have beaten them. I don't think so. I, don't, I think, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think they I do. Think, um, I think it's too big a hole with Prince gone. Like you've got too mm. many people to defend. I don't, yeah. I don't see them getting past. Ray Allen, uh, mm. yeah. Yeah, Ray Allen, Kevin Gunn, yeah, Paul Pierce. I don't, I don't see it. Um, yeah, but and knowing then, Kobe, mm. like I, I think they would have tried to be aggressive in the off season to get him some help. Um, mm. I'm trying to look through to find a, a name that that could have come up, and I, I mean, if you're just looking for a Prince replacement, there's guys like James Posey was a free agent. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Post was see? pretty key for Boston during this. Not yeah, yeah. key, but a key guy off the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Matt Barnes. Oh, Matt Barnes would have been. Well. Um, yeah, so he signed with Phoenix that year. So Matt that would Barnes have been a the Detroit uniform. We're just going yeah, hand in hand. I mean, and to be honest, that's the kind of guy that Kobe would have respected too. I guess mm. a player, just a real, real dog. So, well, well what I sort of maybe was sort of missing here too is Kobe wanted to go to Detroit like he respected the Pistons organization mm. he obviously you know the Pistons were the team that bet them in the finals before and he 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 paid guys like Billups and Rip and Sheed and Big Ben their respect um so Big Ben will come back to us too not not long after and also during the like like had Billups and Sheed like Kobe respected those dudes. Like mm. to me, they could have really gelled really, really well. 
And mm. maybe other teams are sort of working out the Rip Phillips, Tayshawn sort of thing. And maybe Kobe was the guy that we needed to sort of take us over the edge, like come those tough clutch times in the playoffs. And, and, and yeah, guys would probably want to come to the Pistons too with, to play with Billups and Kobe and Sheed. Like, I don't know, man. I think I think we could uh got another championship here. Maybe another couple. With the Lakers, with the Lakers not being strong in in the West too. So once, I mean, you got the Mavs and Suns and all and Spurs and stuff too. But I Denver winning a championship. Oh, no. oh sorry, Denver doesn't happen in this scenario because Billups ends up staying. My bad. Yeah, so we don't yeah. end up getting AI and all that yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Oh, don't start me there. But um, <laughs> yeah, none of that happens. Which yeah, I, I just think we take a championship somehow here. I, I still don't see how you get past Boston. Yeah, just, Boston works. At all? Like, and, unless you get someone that can fill that Prince role. You, I mean, yeah, you'd have to get someone. Like, it, it's not going to be... Uh, Flalo didn't really blossom until he moved on. But so, you think about mm. the matchups here, right? You could, you could just get someone to run around after Ray. Like, Kobe would, would defend Paul Pierce and you still got Bullops too. Like, and Boston played pretty slow too, sort of playing into the hand, our hands a bit too. Yeah. If we're going but by that, that's what I'm saying. You still need someone that's going to chase Ray around, and I don't. Yeah. Which was I, I, don't, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think a rookie of Flalo is. I think a rookie gets um, just outclassed. If I'm looking at the free agent list here from that season, so 2008, it's not particularly strong, but. There's a couple names that jump out at me, and it's Mikhail Petrus, who ended up going to Orlando. He would probably would have been a nice fill spot for that three. Yeah, he was very um, um, good. Matt, Matt Barnes, like you mentioned, Aiden. Um, Trevor Ariza. Um, oh, yeah, that's pretty pretty. Yeah, that's a you know hand in glove fit. But I just wanted to point out, like I know you guys are talking about Boston and that, but. Don't sleep on that 0809 Magic. They were fucking yeah. good. That that team was really good. And I yeah, don't yeah. know. Beat, uh, beat LeBron. They beat LeBron. Yeah. Another team you yeah. have to deal with. LeBron, 61 Le- uh, Cavaliers team. But this Orlando team in 0809 were fucking good. Like, they they started the whole four-out, four one-in thing. Like, the three-point yeah. shooting. Yeah. Was yeah. The, SVG, and, yeah. And I just, I don't think it's necessarily a straight on matchup with Boston and Detroit, even if Kobe's there. Um Garnett's injured that year, so Boston obviously don't um they're not as good as make out to be. And if it's Detroit and Orlando in the in the Eastern Conference, I don't honestly I'll give it to the Magic. I just don't think Detroit at that point in time, especially if there's no one like Tayshon there, you've got to chase multiple three point shooters. One is bad enough. How are you going to chase four? Um I think the Magic still beat them at that season, that specific yeah, season. Yeah. 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 I'm more talking. I mean, I mean, probably what I'm thinking of here is like in that Boston series, we sort of mm. needed a go-to scorer, and mm. in, in the in the later stage of some of those games. So that's mm. sort of my thing. Obviously, I'm biased too towards the yes, Pistons. So absolutely. But I remember I just, those slog fests, man. But yeah, I agree, man. The Magic team was was great, and and obviously LeBron coming up through with the Cavs too. Like, mm. I just think it's just specifically that matchup that if you we add Kobe and whatnot, 
into that matchup with Orlando, it's a nightmare matchup. Like, yeah, because Kobe, yeah, because Kobe was overrated defense. Yeah. to be honest, like he, yeah. he was better earlier in the in the decade rather than then, and he is still mm. sort of living off that, um, you know, prowess of the past. Yeah. So, and then if you're probably in the front court, you're playing McDice and Wallace together. Are they enough to guard a prime Dwight Howard? I don't think so. No, they're not, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that, like, just me personally, I don't even, I don't think they get a title in those first two seasons at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Boston. Though. I think we, I think we have a good run against Boston here. But as you guys say, like, mm. it's, it's no given at all. No way. Mm. So, mm. um, does it change? My, I mean. The Pistons probably be a better team for longer. We don't would would have that. Obviously, the Lakers wouldn't win championships here. Well, you, mm. yeah, you guys wouldn't trade I for Iverson, which I think was the which start of your, uh, your awesome. downfall. Um, also, there was actually two offers. Now, if this f- other offer happened, let me find it. I think it helps is it the, way more. Is, is it the Maxio uh, one? Yeah, Maxio Stucky so, and so Rip, you keep yeah. Prince. Yeah. Mm. Hamilton, Stucky, Maxiel, two firsts. Mm. I think if you do that, keep Prince, then I think you have a very good chance at a title. Prince is yes. sort of perfect day alongside yeah. Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like like mm. Kobe's an upgrade over Rip, like a pretty massive upgrade over Rip. I love Rip, but it's a it's an upgrade. Stucky was nothing. Like you're selling on the hype of Stucky at this point. Yeah. And then Maxiel was a guy who had long arms and didn't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you could be, he had a few nice dunks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if if it was that trade, and you kept Prince, then a hundred percent, I think you guys had a very good chance of getting past Boston. Mm. But with I think losing Prince, I think you lose just a bit too. He he was he was vital to that team success. He was he was, and that's mm. a very underrated point because a lot of people forget about him in that in that lineup. Yeah. So. He was, he was really the key. Um, I just wanted to touch on one other thing, too, before we carry on, was um, the Flip Saunders aspect of this. Um, he gets fired in 08 after the Boston series. Yeah. So they had that run, you know, throughout the late 2000s, but just couldn't get over the hump for, you know, a number of reasons. Um, so... Michael Curry comes oh, in. Oh no, like, <laughs> Michael yeah, Curry. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I've just muted you guys. So. <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, like coaching wise, like losing flip around this time. Like, I don't know if they get Michael Curry. Like maybe Kobe has a stay in who yeah, they he'd get. Have or, say he'd get someone. Yeah. Get We're not getting fucking Michael Curry. No, yeah. <laughs> Kobe yeah. would just become player coach. But just losing flip. On after that yeah. series yeah, yeah. was monumental, like because it, it sounds sounds like to me it was that move was happening regardless of unless they won the championship that year. Yeah, it pretty much was, man. Yeah, it pretty much was. And after this year, man, just everything fell apart until mm. we drafted Kate Cunningham. Mm. Charlie Bell much, in the waiver. That's pretty <laughs> much our timeline. Oh, here we go. <laughs> ben, ben Gordon. <laughs> Yeah, man. Nah, so, I like Ben Gordon. Josh Smith. Yeah, probably none of that probably happens. We no Andre Drummond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be around then. Kobe probably he'd probably fight on with Detroit. I'd say. 
Um, Maybe you keep Chris Middleton and Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Uh, do I need to bring up this Hornets water? <laughs> like, do I do I need to bring up a Ben Simmons water? Hey man, hey man. Well, I'm feeling pretty down what, right now. What if what if Ben Simmons dunked the ball in the playoffs last season? <laughs> but I still think I still think we would have lost that game. Fucking terrified. But just uh, one one little other side note on Detroit before we we go off another tangents. Um, mm-hmm. what if Darvin Ham stayed with Detroit? Hayden. Hells yeah. Championships, how many do we get? Yeah, titles. Uh, he becomes the coach after he retires. How yeah, no John, no John, no John Custer. That's what <laughs> yeah. John Custer. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a dagger out there. He was hot steam and trash, bro. Oh, <laughs> Those are the worst days of the Pistons, man. Jesus. That's like, that's like the dark days, eh? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just purgatory, eh? Just. Yeah. Fuck. I forgot, I forgot I you guys. All my train of thought, I'm just like diving into a dark corner of my past. I forgot uh, you guys. I forgot you guys drafted Austin Day. Oh, I actually <laughs> didn't mind it. I actually didn't mind that one. I actually didn't mind it. I was thinking above us before I talk before it's time. That like, uh, well, Austin yeah, well, Day would be, be a machine these days. Oh yeah, he'd be. He's probably like a Calvin Johnson type now. Like he comes he in with, shoot, man. He yeah, shoot. yeah. Wow. Fuck, Will Bynum was there for ages. He was good. Bynum was good. Yeah, yeah. like Bynum off the bench. Mm. Back up point guard. Um, right. That sort of wraps up. And you know, obviously the Lakers don't do shit. So, ha. Huh? Mm. Um, any other little waters we quickly want to bring up here towards the end of the pod? Yep, I'll just do. A- just a couple, nothing too, um, nothing too um, detailed, but um, just, you know, one that I had was, you know, just for my team personally is like, and it involves your team, Carl, is the, uh, the rumoured AI um, Pistons trade. Really, say so 99, I think, was it? Yeah. 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 Would, have, yeah. would have been the biggest trade in MP. Yeah, history. Oh, this is the Geiger one. The Geiger yeah. one. Yeah, yeah Matt uh, Geiger fucked everything up. Fuck yeah, Matt Geiger. Of all yeah. people, because he wouldn't wave, because he wouldn't wave his um yeah uh trade clause or no trade clause. So yeah, that one probably fucking changes a lot, especially in the East at that time. Like Iverson, two thousand. He uh, if the next season goes on to win MVP and whatnot, but. Yeah, like if Detroit get Iverson at this time, fuck, they probably end up in the finals in 2001-ish. Yeah, so Grant Hill was still there. Uh, Stackhouse mm. would have been part of that trade. Yep. So I've got the I've got I've got the deal here. Oh, yeah. So it was. Oh yeah, I've just found it. Holy shit! 80, it's a big one. It's a big Old one. Team, isn't it? Yep. Uh, so it's so it's a, Eddie Jones, Glenn Rice, Jerome Williams. And Dale Ellis were going to Philly. Iverson and Matt Geiger were heading to Detroit. And Jerry Stackhouse, Christian Leitner, Travis Knight going to Charlotte. And Anthony Mason, Tony Kukoc, and Todd Fuller oh. were going to the Lakers. Charlotte would have got ripped yeah. off, yeah. yeah. Jesus, I, nah, I'm glad that didn't happen. I would have hated it. So, from a Philly perspective, 
the, our starting team and bench would have been Eric Snow, Eddie Jones, Glenn Rice, Tyron Hill, Theo Ratliff, Aaron McKee, Jerome Williams, Jermaine Jones, Todd McCullough. So, like, still a pretty decent team for the East. Yeah, for the East at that time, anyway. Um, Eddie Jones was really good at this point of point in career. He was, you know, close to a twenty-point scorer, nineteen, twenty points a game. Glenn Rice in two thousand was still Glenn Rice was still decent and yeah, yeah, he was still pretty good. Um, Theo Ratliff was a you know defensive player of the year type player, and Aaron McKee was probably one of the better bench players off the bench that this time. So I think that, yeah, they still would That's have been a, a scrappy unit still. Like, yeah. Like, Jerome Williams the, off the bench. Would have fit the city. Like, the the, the vibe of the city would have got, oh, I yeah. think they would have yeah. got really behind this. But yeah, um, what do you reckon about Pistons adding Iverson during the 2000s? Does Grant Hill leave? Nah, I think Grant Hill's probably actually a guy that you actually do like alongside AI here. Mm. I actually think that's a pretty cool combo, him and Grant Hill. As long as the injuries don't... Well, he was never injured with Detroit, Grant Hill. Mm. So, man, I'd, I I would actually really love that. Yeah. Because we were... Was, it's the end of Joe D. Joe D's gone. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Grant Hill, AI. Uh, we wouldn't have too much else at that, that stage. Um, Lindsay Hunt, Lindsay Hunter was still starting. Yeah, like um, Bison Daly probably would have been a big man. No, nah, he Just, wasn't on this team. He wasn't on this oh, team. Oh, he wasn't this on this team. No, nah, so starting back court would have been, or oh, front court would have been, yeah, from I what I see. It up. Oh, Leitner. Leitner. Oh, he was part of the trade, wasn't he? And, yeah. And I, so who did we get back? AI and... AI and Geiger. Geiger. Oh, we probably ain't no fucking stunning Geiger. Yeah. Or Terry. Oh, Terry Mills was. It's it's a pretty shit team other than AI and Grant Hill, to be honest. Mm. But Lindsay Hunter was serviceable. Uh, Terry Mills probably would have been our starting four. Yeah. Stretch. Um, Look, we would have made the playoffs. I just. Mind you, the East was weak. I mean, the Knicks and the Heat. Um, would have been the teams. Who else well, was strong in the East then? Yeah, the the Pacers. They got to the finals that oh, year. Yes, Pacers. So yeah, we yeah. we wouldn't have made it to the finals. I don't think. Mm. But mm. I do like the combination of Hill and AI. And if we, if we could have built on those two guys, yeah, yeah, we never would have had the going to work stage. It would have been completely different. Mm. Yeah, that was the one that I sort of had for. So how about the Hornets on this? It's actually Aiden. interesting for the Hornets because I don't, I didn't like it at first because I'm biased and I love Anthony Mason, but mm. I, we we actually Glenn Rice wasn't on the Hornets at this point, but we oh, did. Okay. So we gave up Eddie Jones, Anthony Mason, uh, Dale Ellis, and Todd Fuller. Mm. I don't, I don't give a shit so about who, Todd Fuller. What would have been um, your lineup now? Uh, it would have been, it would have been David, no Baron Davis. But this is uh, rookie, 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 rookie Baron, Baron Davis. Davis. So we probably Wesley. would have started David Wesley. Uh, and then it would have been... Uh, Derek Stack Coleman. Uh, now, didn't you start Davis anyway, straight up as a rookie? Nah, nah. Rookie oh, season, he come off start again. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it would have been David Wesley, Bobby Phils before he, before he passed. Uh, Stackhouse at the three. Um, Derek yeah. Coleman and Alden Campbell. Derek. Derek Coleman and Eldon Campbell, yeah. Fucking or, yeah, 
it's I mean Derek Coleman was actually pretty good at this point. He was seventeen, 17 and nine and a half yeah. boards, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. And, Coleman and two, and two was, blocks. Coleman was always good for his whole career. He just Yeah, he was he really underrated. He was the uh, Demarcus Cousins of the nineties. All talent just couldn't get out of his own way. Nice comparison too. I like that. Couldn't get out of his own way for highly skilled. So even even though I don't like because Eddie Jones and Anthony Mason, two of my favorite players. Mm. um, Like Stackhouse was much better than Eddie Jones at this point of his career. Maybe not defensively. But he would have given us. He was a thirty-point scorer that season, Jerry Stack. He won the he won the they, scoring title, I think, or, or second. Uh, oh yeah, well, I didn't he, realize he, he had a. He ended up having a fifty-point game for the Pistons. Yeah, mm. well, he he was an all-star this year, two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we would have got ourselves like an all-star leading team, team leading scorer. Um, and still would have kept the the core of our our team. So I think it would have actually improved us quite a bit because we won forty nine games. Like you got to think Jerry Stackhouse adds a couple. It's mm. crazy to have forty nine games mm. of that roster. Like, yeah, although Anth- had that like Anthony Mason did a lot of stuff for us that didn't show up on the statue. Yeah, he's a very good rebounder, very good defender, very underrated passer. Um, mm. So I think I think losing him might have hurt, but I, I think Stackhouse would have been good enough to get us a couple more wins. Like might have gotten us up to like the second seed in the East ahead of Miami. Mm. The one that I'm interested in to hear and hear your thoughts, your guys' thoughts on was uh, the fourth team, and that was the Lakers, and they ended up with Tony Kukoc if that trade came to pass. And, and my boy Mason. Yeah. So like having t- Tony Kukoc. On that nine, 99-2000s Lakers team as your sixth man off the bench, fuck, that's you know that's fucking wicked. Yeah, this was yeah. yeah uh, he was he was still pretty good at this point. Uh, mm. coach. Yeah. Although once he got traded to Philly, he he dropped. He, but his minutes dropped as well. I think mm. on that Lakers team, he probably uh, had some decent minutes off the bench. Yeah, he's sort of the perfect sixth man, really. Because yeah. mm. the well, four, the starting four that year was Horace Grant, so he probably just either starts over him, or in some situations he'll probably come well, off the bench like you guys say, six men. He he might have taken Glenn Rice's starting role because Rice started for them that year. Ooh, that's a was, that's a big small forward. That's a big front line though. Even though he could have played it, um, oh, defensively, I don't. Oh, even though Glenn Rice wasn't great um, defensively. Yeah. I mean, the, was... well, AC Green was the starting power. Oh, AC he was started, the He started all 82 games. So, uh, yeah. 99, 99, 2000 season? Yeah. 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 So it was it was uh, Ron Harper, oh, Kobe Bryant, Glenn Rice, AC Green, Shaquille O'Neal. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah. So, so yeah, that... like, Kukoc comes off the bench, but he'll get heavy minutes because AC Green only played just over 20 minutes a game. Mm. So it was like a Samaki Walker type thing. He would just start the game out of <laughs> yes. just because. Samaki yeah. Walker, yes. <laughs> Two great references tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think I think Kukoc, He doesn't drop off a bit like he did when he was traded to Philly. Mm. Uh, yeah, playing with Kobe and Shaq, they would have fucking rejuvenated, reju- yeah. re- gave him all the energy. Yeah, because in Chicago before he got traded, he was averaging around like eighteen points a game. Mm. 
to you know come off come off the bench and just get the jacket. And yeah. he know, and he and he knows what to do in a like a championship situation, like a championship yeah. squad. Like yeah, he's yeah. reuniting with the guy that gave him his start, oh, his NBA start. Yeah. So what a yeah, perfect Phil, Phil, going back with Phil Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that one. Stronger, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Although, not, I mean, they, they would have had not. to start Rick Fox. Oh no, no, because they would have started Mace. They would have started Anthony yeah. Mason. Yeah, yeah, Mace. So Mace, Mason's perfect. So they, they they do lose some scoring from Glenn Rice, but Kukoc can do that. Like the bench is basically, yeah, but basically AC Green plays probably a little less minutes. Mason plays power forward minutes. Kukoc goes in because Mason was was versatile. His defensive versatility was good enough. Um, at at this point, this is before you know teams were running small and shit. To me. Like Rice on the Lakers didn't work that actually. He wasn't that good. Not from my memory. Well, he sixteen points a game, thirty-seven percent from three as a third option. I think that's pretty. I know he just seemed to be get real fat and didn't really play that well. I think mind. it was when he went. To, I think it was when he went to New York. He got fat. Mm. Yeah. No, he was. He was. He was an important part of their title team. So playoffs, thirty-three minutes a game. Uh, twelve and a half points, four rebounds, two assists on just under forty-one percent shooting and forty-one percent from three. I think at that point it's more about the three-point shooting with him rather than him yeah. being the main guy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And then in the playoffs, like you got Shaq and Kobe, like mm. yeah, Shaq was. Yeah, was you know, he was, was, was on one. Yeah, he was still lighting it up. But when he when he got sent to New York, he that's when he sort of it was his last good up. season, was it? The, the, the like season, championship season. year was his last good year. Yeah. I just looked at Glenn Rice here. He played exactly 1,000 regular season games. Yeah, so I was just looking at it too. I've never <laughs> seen anyone else on that. Exactly 1,000. <laughs> Still one of my, Yeah, I like Glenn Rice. He's one of my favourite players in the 90s. Shit, I didn't know he was. He spent two seasons at the Lakers. I thought it was only just one. It was like one and a half. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah got the and lockout year. No, yeah, that was nah. my one. <laughs> Aiden, do you have a, any what ifs you want to bring up here? Nah, no, nah, I didn't really think of any. I mean, there, there's some interesting ones, you know, what if the injury ones, yeah, uh, yeah, but also like what if uh, the David Stern didn't over, overturn the Lakers, Chris Paul to the Lakers, yeah, that. You know, does, does Chris Paul get his ring? Does does it work? Like Chris Paul and and um, Kobe Bryant, two real like head butting personalities. Mm. Um, but also, I think the the Lakers trade was better for New Orleans too. Yeah, mm. rather than a engineer Gordon. Yeah, yeah, an engineer Gordon who didn't want to be there. Yeah, uh, it, w- it would have been. I'm just trying to find it because I know Warren uh, was involved. Yeah, we. Warren. I think we would have got Dragic. Odin would have still gone to Detroit, I believe. Mm. Hang on. Here we go. I got it. Um, so Lakers get Chris Paul. Uh, the Hornets get Lamar Odom, Kevin Martin, oh. who was 20 points oh, scorer at, at that at time. The time. Kevin Martin was good. Yeah. Yeah. Louis Scola. And Goran Dragic, that's a nice fucking package. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Given, 
given what we know, and then Houston gets Powell Gasol. So, I mean, it, it, mm. like, maybe Odom goes into crack dens earlier because <laughs> it was it was when he went to Dallas that he you know, fucked out. Mm. Uh, so maybe he does that. But Kevin Martin was an excellent scorer, one of the most underrated scorers from that era. Um, Louis Scholar was reliable. Dragic was, you know, turned into an all-star. Mm. I think I think this is a way better package for the Hornets, to be honest. So Kevin Martin from 06 to fucking 2011. 12, yeah, 2011. Yeah, 2012. So basically he's 20 a game. I'm high, like 21 a game, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right up until that point. So like fucking great percentages, you know, almost a Ford, you know, 40... Almost 45, 39, um, 85% from three throw. Like, those are pretty good percentages. Like, he was a really good scorer. Like, defense wasn't wasn't great, obviously, but um, we were coming into that era in the NBA where, you know, the offense offense was valued more than defensive guys. It wasn't until he got to the Thunder, really, where his game sort of... Not fell off. He was still really good on the Thunder too. So his role was just different. Yeah. Like when so he, was he was with the Kings, he was the main man. Yeah. Timberwolves, he was sort of the main. He was still man scoring too. twenty. He was still scoring twenty at the Timberwolves. Yeah. You know, like he was still, you know, like you said though, the hole in OKC, I don't think was defined, and he came in, you know, oh, you've got to be what James Harden was, and I think that was a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. How no one ever blocked his shot, I do not know. Mm. Yeah, it's an ugly shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, good boys. So let's wrap it up there. A few what ups, a few different scenarios. Maybe we can maybe bring up some more ones, like MJ going to Portland and a few draft ones maybe would be cool to go over too. Oh, mm. MJ to Houston. Ah, yeah, yep. Houston, sorry. Yeah. Uh, if the Blazers didn't take Bowie and they took Jordan. Yeah, so yeah, that few interesting draft ones. Curry mm. to Minnesota or New York. Or, yeah, well, if you drop back one, yeah, instead mm. of Jordan Hill. Yeah, mm. no, that was cool. That was cool going over all those different scenarios. Orlando could have been the best team in the last 20 years <laughs> with Tim, Tim Duncan. Um, yes, yeah, so thanks, boys, for coming on once again, and no doubt we'll talk shortly. Over Sweet. and out. Sweet. I'm just going to hit Corey Webster back up on Twitter. Please. <laughs> Ciao, boys. Cheers.